two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. And welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. Join me each and every single week. This is my brother Sarge. What's going on, bro? I totally forgot to do my hair before the show. It's all right. You didn't tell me my hair was messed up. I don't. I don't even have hair. So, and plus, it's it's pandemic time. No one. No one cares. You're lucky. Oh, so it just, just lucky. means look like look like a look a pile, like a pile of crap, right? Yeah, you're lucky. I'm wearing pants right now, which I am. I'm wearing pants, but I I have no comment. <laughs> so on today's show, um, we're gonna be talking about a lot of different things. We're gonna be talking about Microsoft. Lots and lots about Microsoft. There's rumors mm. about uh, the announcements coming up. There's also rumors about uh, there's rumors about announcements. There's rumors about announcements coming up. That's right. There's rumors also about Maybe Fable 4 coming out. There was a leaked photo, so we're going to talk about that. Uh, there's also about the the Lockhart, the, the the system that we've been talking about, but no one else has been talking about, Sarge, uh, is starting to come out, and they're saying that it's going to be uh, not as good, and we also knew this, not as good as the Xbox Series X, like graphic intensity-wise and stuff. So we're going to talk about that. <clears throat> we're going to talk about Rockstar. Rockstar, um, they're doing a different way of Grand Theft Auto. We're going to be talking about Grand Theft Auto 6 and Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, we're going to be talking about, we're going to show some impressive Cyberpunk 2077 gameplay uh, that just got released. Uh, we're going to talk about Bungie. Uh, we're going to talk about Guardian Games. And we're going to talk about the what's happening with the player base right now, which has finally caught up to us, Sarge, five years later. And uh, what else? We're talking about GameStop. And we're going to be talking about... Flight Simulator 2020 from Microsoft. This thing's insane. It's insane. Uh, what's going on in that it's game? A, it's a hardware pusher is what it is. Yeah. Uh, and then also we're going to be talking about what we've been playing this past week. So let's start with that. What have, we, uh, what have we been playing, Sarge? Uh, I really haven't been doing much, man. I'm in and out of consciousness the last week. So I'm playing the Axis and Allies uh, board game on, on Steam. Uh, it's actually a pretty decent version. Uh, I played a little bit of Division, of course, Division 2, to do the Manhunt missions. Uh, and that's about it for this week. I've been watching a lot of, a lot of movies. I, I'm almost done with Ozark. Um, I started two weeks ago. I watched two episodes a night. Uh, and I'm, I'm episode 8 tonight. 8 and 9. I might squeeze in the 10th one and just be done with it. Uh, but three seasons. So that's 30 episodes two a night <laughs> so i've done it for like a week two weeks solid every night two episodes uh and we, we only have three episodes left oh, i say we i meant me just me um so that's what i've been watching uh as far as that uh oh i've been actually watching that's not true i've been watching these uh because it was earth day this week uh so my son and i we started watching some disney uh, like documentary movies on like animals and like the earth and like we watched a movie called Born in China. We watched uh, another one called uh, uh, Flight of Wings. These are really cool, but I watch them and I'm like, how are they getting so close to these animals? Right. So we watched this one in, that took that took place in Africa, 
And I was like, it was about lions, the pack of lions and a, a, a pride of cheetahs. And I was like, how do they get so close to these things? It's amazing. I mean, they're right up on them. And I'm like, how, how is this cheetah not ripping out the throat of the person that's there? So I watched the movie. And I'm like, this is amazing. The beautiful shots. I'm like, it must have taken them months to just get that shot. And I was right. After the documentary, I watched the documentary after the film. And... The documentary about the documentary? It's a doc. Well, yeah, it's a different documentary. It's the making of the documentary of the film, right? That's so, a documentary. Right. It's two documentaries. So, it, one. so it's, it's Inception. It's Inception, right. Right. So it's one camera guy or woman or person, non-gender, whatever. Okay. Whatever. And they're inside their Jeep, okay? In Africa, you know, the Jeeps are always like rocking back and forth. And I'm like, how are they filming inside the Jeep? Right after I asked that question in my head... The guy, steady cam. the guy goes, no, no, not even steady cam. He goes, we've took out the door frame in between the two doors on the on the driver's side. And they drive on the right side over there, right? They so, so they take out they take out the the middle pole and they reinforced it with like steel beams and stuff. And the door now flips open like a like a, a expensive like Lamborghini or whatever, like an Aston Martin, and it it can close back down. But they also have a uh, tripod mount off the side it's built into the chassis of the actual car and then they have the cameras right next to them so they're driving like this and all they have to do is stop they have a little trigger system and four independent legs come out from underneath by each tire and dig into the ground and lift the car up and they're on hydraulics right so if a wind hits them and stuff it balances so the car itself is a like steady cam system okay okay Amazing. And then they just do this. They just turn sideways and they just start filming. Right? And they get right up on these things. They have long lenses and stuff. But the cheetahs they were filming, at some points behind the scenes, they were showing that they were just hiding underneath the car from the shade. Right? Because it's fucking Africa and it's hot as balls. Right? So the cheetah's like, yeah, I'm just going to hang out underneath your car. So they're getting these shots and they had this whole story going on with it about these pack pack of lions. Right? A pride of lions. I think that's what it's called, right? A pride of lions? Yes. Right? But there's a, a, a pride of male lions on the north side of the river. And then there's a pride, and the head of this pride, okay, is a giant lion. His name is Fang. He's got a fucking broken tooth, and it's just hanging out because he was in a fight. So they call him Fang. And he's got, like, 15 female lions and, like, children, like, cubs and stuff, right? Total. And just him. Badass, Right? Well, on the other side, in their territory, is a four-man, okay, four uh, male lions. It's the king of them, like their father and the three sons, okay? Or it was four sons, so it was five of them total. I was like, holy shit. That is like, they're the strongest in Africa. Like, no one's fucking with them because it's five male lions, right? Just boy testosterone. No females. They're just moving across the thing. Eat what they want. Do what they want. They just, they're just the kings of the. Of, it sounds like a singles group, but in that yeah. the lion format. So like the bachelors. They can't cross the river yet. So then, when the summertime comes, it starts to get lower and lower and lower and lower. Right. Well, when it gets low enough, the fucking other lions on the other side they cross. They cross the path, and then they start digging in on. So two of them crossed. Try to fight Fang. Fang's like, I'm out. Right. He's like, fuck it. One verse two, the male that's supposed to be protecting the prize, like, I'm out. Walks away. The females start attacking the other males, right? And then they win. So they run off with their tails between their legs, and they run off. Months later, 
even though it's like 10 seconds later. Months later, they come back, but now there's five of them. Okay, and they come back to take over, and Fang gets up once again. Is like this sounds very adult for your kid to be watching. What's is. going on in it's, this story? It's, it's very right. So the kid, the 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 Fang gets up, and he he literally pieces out. He's like later walks off into the distance, never to be seen again. Okay, and they just take over. So then what happens is the male lions that come over, they either kill or run off the other males in the the cubs. They'll kill the cubs, and if they're older cub males. They run them off, right? So those males get run off. Then they impregnate the women, and then they take over the whole pride. Okay, fucking, we're we're all complaining about pandemics here, and these fucking guys. This is how they do it every day of their life. Okay, so then they're following these, and then they go on, and then the the males that got ran out now have to go across the river from where the other guys came from. Okay, so think about the system because when those guys get older, they'll try to come back and take over them. Right? This is whole this whole thing. Well, while they're crossing the river, the alligators are in the river. Okay, well, now the river's up, but they have to cross because if they don't cross, the other lions are going to kill them. So they have to cross. They're between lions and crocodiles, and these and these lions have to get across the other side. While they're in the water, crocodile grabs one and starts to take him down, and then he's, he gets away, and then he gets out, and I'm like, holy shit. I was like, and I hate going to the grocery store right now to get fucking pancakes. Okay, like, it was crazy. The cheetahs, they had a whole pride of cheetahs, and cheetahs are alone animals. They don't They don't hunt or anything with anybody else. So the cheetah well, they might they might hunt in pairs sometimes. They don't. Three cheetahs, okay? Sons, all sons, okay? And the mom, and the mom's raising the three boys, okay? And the three boys once they get up to a certain age, then they all separate and they just go their own separate ways. But I was like, "Holy Christ, man. There's a whole other dramatic stuff going on in this." I was like, "This is really good." Then they did one with a snow leopard. This was born in China, okay? It took them 3 months. Because uh, a snow leopard's they call it the ghost, right? Because you just don't you don't see. Yeah, it. I watched I watched Secret, the Secret Lives of Walter Mitty. I know uh, about uh, the snow leopard, right? So the snow leopard, these people were trying to find a snow leopard family. Okay, to find a snow leopard is like you won the lottery. A unicorn, it's a unicorn, right, it's right? It's like you won the lottery, right? Okay, right. They found a snow leopard with two cubs. First time ever filmed on on camera, right? And they followed them. For months, but it took them three months to find them. They had to set up these cameras on the on the rock sides and stuff just to, and they saw like wolves and things. And then one day, a baby snow leopard came up to the camera and was like, boop, 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 like hitting the camera. And they're like, oh, oh my God. So they went back to that camera and then they started looking. They started looking around and they're like, most of the shots are, you see an ear, you see a tail, you see a foot. Like you don't ever see the whole thing. Okay. They caught it. It was, it was amazing. And it, it, it had to catch it's like hunting on the side of a mountain okay it's literally chasing down sheep and mountain goats on the side of a mountain story is pretty cool watch that it's it's that's, interesting that's, stuff that, that's got more story than destiny exactly exactly and my son actually enjoyed it. he's like oh look they're doing this and this it's really cool to see so i've been that's what i've been doing watching that and then on the video game side i've been playing fallout 76 and Here's where Sarge rolls his eyes and he, he hates it. Okay. All right. And this is where I tell you, like, right now, and I said this weeks before it even came out. I said, when Wastelanders comes out, even if it is a subpar game, it's still better than what the game was. So it, Fallout 76 was so low on the standard scale that they. That, could, that a flaming pile right, of shit would beat it. It could come out. But this is actually good. Actually good. I played right. the game. 
And just knowing there's NPCs in the world, it feels better. Just knowing that when I walk out in the world, there's NPCs, other human beings, other than the other people playing the game, NPCs. You'll show up somewhere, and there's NPCs fighting NPCs. And I'm like, all right, this is cool. Okay, you'll see a little group of raiders fighting settlement, settlement fighting uh, um, um, super mutants or, or scorched. And there's this whole story going on that you're, you're trying to save the raiders and you're trying to save the settlement because if they get bit by the, the scorched, then they turn into the scorched, right? So you're trying to get an inoculant to help them. So you're trying to get to the each side and they have to try to choose a side, what's going on. But it's just so great, the dialogue and the different things. Some of the dialogue options you have is more than Fallout 4, but less than Fallout 3. There's not those choices that you have in like Fallout 3, but... Well, they it, had two years to make some dialogue, so I'm supposed to did all right. It, I, I swear to God, if this game, if you've never played it before, I said it last week, if you've never played it before and you're like, oh, what's Fallout 76? You buy it now, you're like, wow, this is pretty cool, right? But if you're a person that played it from the beginning, you're like, oh, it's about fucking time, right? That this is, this is how it should have been when it launched. This is how, if it launched like this a year and a half ago, no one would be shitting on Bethesda, okay? And I understand they can shit on Bethesda all they want, but I'm telling you, it's a fun fucking game. I'm doing like little quests and little things here. And I'm like, this is cool. I like this. This is, I went on a mission with the overseer to go make Nuka-Cola. You have to, you, you get a scan of your body because you're immune to the scorched, obviously, right? So it takes blood from you and you make a mixture of Nuka-Cola and you, you make it into Nuka-Cola. So the antidote, the inoculant is inside Nuka-Cola and you go to the, you go to the factory you find the plant, you start up the whole thing, you fix the machines, and you start the conveyor belt up, and it produces fucking Nuka-Cola out of the thing, right? And then you take that Nuka-Cola, and you hand it to the Raiders, you hand it to the settlement, and you can continue the story on. It's a really good time. And I hate it, because because of the stigma on Fallout 76, nobody wants to touch it, right? Once you get tainted, nobody wants to touch you. You're like, no, it's got, it's got diseases, right? Like, you don't want to touch it. Okay, so you're like even if yeah, the, even if they're even if it's cured, you're like, mm, which they, it is not. They had which it is not. No, which no, it is not. No, I know, but it is like, still buggy had, as fuck. Well, I'll tell you what, it's not as buggy as it was, and it's just as buggy as it was for Fallout Four right now. It's got little okay. bugs here and there, but they're not major major issues, right? There is a a bug going on right now that if you die, okay, an NPC can steal your shit. An NPC can steal your shit. Like, you can have your best gun ever, you die. Well, that's your fault for dying, okay? You should have brought stuff. I'm sure. Right? Yeah, I'm sure. But if you die, you could lose your best weapon to an NPC. And if you kill that NPC, you come back and kill that NPC, he's not going to drop your weapon. You have to find that weapon again. So that's pissing people off right now. That's that's the latest bug, right? Mm. As far as the glitching and the bugs and stuff, as far as uh, duping, the duping glitch has been in there since day one, and they still haven't fixed it, right? And I, I, on my stream last night, I had a conversation with someone in chat. I think you were there, too, at the end. There needs to be a point, like, in the game, they need to change it up a bit. Because if everyone knows everything, then there's no reason for an economy. And if there's no reason for an economy, there's no reason to fix the, the glitch. Which, right, which means it's all made up. The for, whole point right. of the game is made up. Instead of having a foundation to be a survival multiplayer Fallout game, instead... They're just throwing different mechanics in there, pretending like they're a full game. Right. And they are not a right. full game. It's got good story right now. It's got good stuff, but there's still... It just seems like something's still missing. Like, right now I have... There's six allies that you can pick up. 
and bring him back. But you only can do one at a time. Right now, I have this astronaut girl living in my in my camp. I'm trying to do missions for her. Once and each one of those missions is long. It's like two to three hours long of a, of a quest line, and there's six of them. So you, that's 18 to 20 hours of content there. Okay. Then there's about another 12 hours per side if you do settlement or if you do raiders. Yeah. Is it? But is it go get me stuff? Is that part of the quest? Go get, go fetch me this. Go fetch me that. Is that part of the? Is that the part of there's the 20 so, hours? There's some, or six hours for each thing. Well, I can't speak on the other five, but. Some of the stuff is go find this. I need this to repair this. Uh, other things is go check out. I mean, it's all that. I mean, that's all any game like that is. Well, it, it depends. If it's just purely a fetch quest, then it becomes boring and null. No, no, it's is not. It, a, it's a story yeah, oriented. Yeah, no, each one has points, a, yes. Each one has a story plot. More, then yeah. it's a little bit more detailed. Each, yeah, each one's got a story plot point. Um, I feel like the raiders right now are more intriguing than the settlement. Right, I haven't leaned towards one or the other yet. I, I'm gonna go Raiders, just because that's what I want to do. I feel like I've already basically been a settlement for like the last year. Do you know what I mean? I've already been there, so, um, so I, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick with. I'm gonna stick with the Raiders, but the the, the dialogue options, and it just seems like more interesting, uh, more interesting than anything right now with the Raiders than it is for the settlement. But Fallout of course. Fallout seventy six, that's that's what I'm uh what I'm playing mostly right now. And then we played Division Two. Division two has a new manhunt this week. I think this is cool and this goes into a bigger conversation. I like what Division's doing in their game right now as far as the gun leveling up. Now you can level up your your exotics to level forty uh if you had thirty guns and you want to bring them up. The manhunts that happen every two weeks or every three weeks, it brings more content in the game. But the, we, we did it in, what, four hours? A little over four hours? Like four to four and a half hours? We did that whole line. Now, again, we played just the normal level. We didn't play hard or challenging or anything like that. Um, but here's the thing I, that I don't like. I waited three weeks. We did it in four hours. And now I'm done with it. And I can come back three weeks later. Now, part of me is like, cool, I'm done with it. And I can go play Fallout 76. I can go but play this, Destiny. But, it, but I can that's go play. not a game's a service. All that is is... It's a game. I finished the game. Now, why don't you make me a DLC? Right. Right. Which they did. New York was the DLC. Uh, which we right, I get through, it. Right. I get it. But what I'm saying is more more stuff, more stuff of this, um, more stuff of like this is n not the way I want to go. Like the, Destiny the term, right now is The term is games as service should be eliminated from the vocabulary of gamers. You are either a complete game, and then when you're finished with the complete game, you are either waiting for DLC or you are waiting for a sequel, or... You are an MMO, and there are multiple classes and characters inside the MMO, which keeps you playing for longer hours, and that isn't called an MMO. Right. This games as service thing, this 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 preconceived joke that we're going to constantly give you content over time to keep the game fresh and interesting. Their words, not mine. Okay. And all it becomes is this slow drip of nonsense when you know the voraciousness of gamers eliminates any kind of longevity to any piece of product ever because if you like the product, you play it immediately. You right. don't wait. Right. And even if you, even the time you had, you say, well, I don't have any problems with it. Great. But the minute you play it, you play it and it's done. That's it. You're not keeping playing all the time for whatever reason. You're just not. You're waiting for something else. Right? right? So the term, this term of uh, games as a service is complete and total bullshit. Well, I, I think what happens is in, with any game, with any game that comes out, right? You have that knee of the curve, right? So 
it takes you like this. It, it takes you, let's say, a month to get. If you're to learning this, the game, right? If you're learning the game, right? It takes you like a month to get to to this point. Then once you hit that point, it's like end game, right? It's like th this is end game, and then all of a sudden it goes, and it becomes boring because you've done everything up to this point, and then everything and now, you do you, after you've this, you've looked everything else up. Right, one of the quickest possible. Right, it, it goes extremely fast, extremely up, and then when something comes out. You already have everything on you. You have the best weapon, so you're mowing down things faster to Listen, get I'm, another I'm weapon. Firm, I'm a firm believer that the impatience of the average gamer and the, uh, the, the, the wanting of instant gratification has seriously affected developers' means of making proper content. Well, because everybody wants the end immediately. Nobody wants to work towards a goal. They just want whatever it's going to take for me to be God man or badass. And I don't want to work there because everyone's excuse is I don't have the time right. where that's all anyone ever has. And I'm not talking about present day stuff. I'm talking about when you're playing a game that is free time. Right. That's what it is. Right. And if, according to what I remember, free time is something you want to enjoy. Not get it over with. Right. I don't want my free time to be done with so I can move on to something else. I want to enjoy my free time. Right, right. The mentality now is I don't care what it is, how long it takes. I'm going to look it up, call my friend, go online, find the answer, hack it, cheat, and get to the end and win. And then Bitch go on a blog post on Twitter <laughs> and complain how little content there is. Right, right. Exactly. Okay, so where are we? Right. Where are we? Can, can you imagine, like... I, I talk about this all the time. Skyrim, right? Skyrim would take you hundreds and hundreds of hours if you didn't look anything up. If, if you it, couldn't look anything up, that's, didn't like have, a, that's like a six-month game. Right, if it didn't have that little point to tell you exactly where everything is. I'm being serious. I am that's being a, serious, too. Six-month game. Yeah, easy. Easy. All right? And that's what I'm talking about. There's sometimes... And it, it's starting to slowly creep into my head, too, right? Because I play Destiny, and some things in Destiny... You do, and you're just like, you're done with it. And then other things, you're like, where, where's... We've been trained so hard now with that yellow fucking dot or the blue dot or this thing glowing or this thing over here that when something doesn't show up and I have to read something... I'm Frustration. Like, I'm like... Frustration sets yeah. in. I'm like, where the fuck is this thing? I'm like, I don't understand. I went to this person. Where do I have to go? I go back in the menu, I read, and I'm like, oh, I have to go to Zavala, right? Like, I have to read, which is fine. I'm okay about reading. But when you do... Here's the dot... Here's the blue dot. Here's the thing flashing. Go here. Here's the triangle. Here's the circle. Here's the thing. And it's embedded in my brain for every game I've played over the last, like, five to ten years. Yeah. When something doesn't show up, I'm like, it's fucking broke. They, this game's dumb. Yeah, it's broke. This game's done. Right. And I, I hate... I don't have the, I don't have the time. I, I hate the feeling of that because I know I'm like, it's okay if it doesn't have a dot. Like, let's just take it easy right now. And I think this is why I'm enjoying Fallout 76. Because, yes, there's dots, but sometimes you're just like, I need to get something. Let me go to this house and explore inside there. That's what I like. That's what I like about Destiny. Or, I'm sorry, Division right now. Because Division, there's like little places to go and find in the cubby holes or little things. And you're like, let me go pick that up. And you explore. And you do it. It's not that you, why am I doing this? Because what's the point? The point is, oh, there's something down here. What's, oh, I found a box. And you found a box that has a gun. You're like, oh, cool, it's a gun. It might be a shit gun, but you're like, oh, cool, there's stuff down here. All right, so just just a quick just a quick insertion here, you know that would improve Destiny situation tenfold. tenfold. If if they would just if you had opened up a chest inside a certain in a certain uh, um like what do they call those side quests the, the the side missions now the lost sector yeah. right if yeah. there was a container you opened up in a lost sector and it gave you a quest 
right? Just something to do from for you finding it. And by the way, it's not the same lost sector, same chest for everybody. Right. 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 It's just from exploring. Right. It's just from exploring. Right. So that gives you reason to do things. I I think that's a, a that's a good thing, and I don't I don't like how like Destiny right now. Let's talk about Destiny real, real quick. I'm, I'll bring up. Um, well, first of all, we can talk about Destiny, but there's no such thing as talking about Destiny real, real quick. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, let me talk about Bungie.net. Let's talk about the weekly, the weekly, uh, this week in Bungie. All right, so this week in Bungie has the Guardian Games going on. All right, Guardian Games, uh, Hunters won the first day. Titans uh, rose to the occasion to claim this day two. Now, my my opinion is that Hunters saw what they had to do because Hunters are the smarter, smarter group. I'm gonna, I'm just going to go out and say that. People that play Hunter as their main, okay, just know how to play better than someone's playing Warlock or Titan, okay? Because just in my opinion, because those are cheap. They have a bubble. They have a they have a thing. Hunters have none of that shit. They have to like bounce around and hide and duck and dive and do all this, and they have nothing to heal them. Okay, so they saw what was happening because it's bounties. Guardian Games is bounties on top of bounties on top of bounties. Okay, so right now Titans are winning day two. Um, so before we move to the TWAB, it says production director Justin Truman would like to speak on the current state of the game and our plans going forward. If you're like me and you're playing a lot, uh, a lot more video games now than you did last month, these are uncertain times and we wanted Destiny to be satisfying escape rather than a frustrating grind. Okay, there's been a growing list of concerns with the game lately. The trials has a rise of cheaters and a new seasonal model. The balance between rewards you earn versus items you buy, even with the closely watched discussing... Uh, each of these topics, we read your feedback, and when the community managers relay that to everyone in Bungie's listening, listening and assure you, we are. Okay, we also are working hard from our homes, trying to address and improve each of these areas of the future releases. Nothing in Destiny is easy, as of flipping a switch and everything has gotten trickier with working remotely. But as Destiny players ourselves, we struggle with the same issues you do, and we want to fix them as quickly as we can. Pause for a second. This shit was already produced before the pandemic happened this is a thing that I, I i hate that i get that they're working at home now I, people people don't understand timeline right the stuff How that we're playing product the stuff that we're playing right now has been being worked on for at least six to eight months prior right they might have been putting the, the final touches on it like days before okay but majority of the shit was made and produced eight months before this thing that's happening okay so for them to bring up that oh we're working at home and we can't make the fixes and stuff, fine. That's great. So I'll, fine. I'll use that use that excuse six to eight months from now. Right. We'll we'll, we'll be sure to hear about okay. it. Okay. But going into trials, you knew there was going to be cheaters. Hell, if you didn't know there was going to be cheaters, you're an idiot. Okay. Because I knew there was going to be cheaters because I said cheaters were going to be coming into when they went to PC originally, and then when they said they were coming back with trials. Way before Shadowkeep came out, which was like last July or August, I said, if they don't fix the cheating, okay, because there was cheating in PvP then, okay, Trials is just going to get worse. And here they are. They're like, well, it's just been really hard to, to figure stuff out and do stuff. You should have been dealing with this before this happened, right? Because we didn't know this was happening. Now we're in it. And now they're like, well, we're working at home and it's really hard to fix stuff. Cool. All it was right. really hard before you were working now at it's, home. Now it's impossible. Okay. Right? We already know this is hard. Listen, nobody's saying, once again, I, I, I've reiterated this point many times. Nobody's saying that your job is not easy. No. Or your job is not hard. Excuse me. Nobody's saying that at all. 
what we're saying is stop lying. Just stop. Okay. When something's ready and it's ready to come out, talk about it. When it's not S T F U. Okay. Right. right. Just stop. Okay. It's not a games as a service. I know a lot of people like Destiny. When the, when a piece of content's getting ready to come out, go ahead and advertise the crap out of it. Okay. But until then, just shut up. Just shut up. We already know the long, painful memories of content for this game is very difficult. The engine is hard to work with. It's just difficult to work with this type of thing. We get it. Okay. But we also know how to add two plus two. Right. And we also know that your guys are working on different games besides Destiny. And we all know, and when I say we all know, Myself, my brother, and maybe four other people who, who have not been brainwashed over the last three years know that there's a skeleton crew working on Destiny 2. Right. Okay? Destiny 2 is not being worked on by a majority of the staff. Destiny 2 is being worked on by a select group members who are rotating I, in and out I would doing say, other jobs. I would say about 80 people are working on this okay? game right now. Right. You, you, I don't want to hear about the, everyone's doing Destiny 2. They're working on Destiny 3, guaranteed. Oh, yeah. They're working on the other games that they're working on, guaranteed. So let's stop pretending that it's a games as a service, okay? This could easily just be you get a piece of DLC every year if you want to keep playing the game until the next one comes out. Stop lying and saying we're going to feed you content to keep you busy. And I'm using air quotes, people, in case you don't have video, okay? To keep you, <laughs> to keep you busy until they figure out what to do with the next installment, okay? That's what's happening. All right, okay? so I get it. Here, I here's, get it. here's the thing on the on trials, right? Our goal for trials is to encourage players to chase seven win tickets. Resetting tickets should not be the most effective way to earn trials gear. Okay, rewards should show players the further you progress, the better the payout. Players that have already gone flawless once over a weekend should be encouraged to repeat the experience in the passage, other than Mercury, uh, Mercy. To strive to earn more rewards and not sit at the bottom of the cards picking the on-fire team struggling to hit three wins or even just get a win, a single match. Trials has always had a problem being approachable for players who aren't highly skilled PvP gods. We believe that the players should be encouraged to make the attempt every week, regardless of skill. You should feel some of the value dipping toe, uh, your toe in each of the week to see if you have to get a little further than last week. To push yourself to improve and get better. Well, that's... That's the goal. While everyone's single player won't make it to the lighthouse, you should feel like you can get meaningful rewards by pushing yourself and still get some rewards by spending time in the activity. This all sounds like this is the way it should have launched. And right. here's another problem. Stop thinking out out after the fact it comes out and go, oh, we missed that. Like, you guys are professionals, right? If I have a cable guy come over or a, a chef come over, if I hire a chef to make my fucking meal and he makes the meal and goes, ah... Oh, I should have put the the extra spices in there. It would have it would have tasted better. Don't tell me that, okay? Because I'm eating your shit. If you tell me there's a problem with it, and it would taste better after the fact. That means you're not the best at what you do, okay? So shut the fuck up. Get back in the kitchen. Make my meal again with the stuff that you want to put in it, okay? Don't go. Oh, I'll get it right next time, right? No, I hired you this time. I paid for you to be my chef this time. I paid my sixty dollars this time. For the game, okay? I didn't pay $60 so you could experiment by putting peanut butter jelly in my fucking thing going, ah, oh, no, nah, it didn't work out okay, next time, okay? You see what I'm saying? This is the problem, okay? So what, what are you doing about it right now? Problem, take token rewards, incentivize players from farm to three wins to reset their card. Solution, in week uh, in season 11, 
We're planning on creating a token payout milestone of three, five, and seven wins at a given successfully larger chunks of tokens. Bonus token passages should increase these payouts, and on a flawless run, it will generate a significant token payout. Problem trials unrewarding for players stuck at one and two wins. Solution: Create a weekly bounty that. Create a weekly bounty. Hold on one second. Create a weekly bounty and encourages participation each weekend and does not require match wins. Okay. When redeemed, the bounty will reward the same amount of items coming from the three win passage, unlocking the engram for purchase that week. Problem. Uh, trials feels unrewarding compared to other endgame activities. Solution, inject more chances to earn masterwork materials from trials. Masterworking infusion materials will come from 3, 5, and 7 win payout in Season 11. We're also looking to possibly adding a new material focused on farming card in Season 12. Did you just hear what I read, Sarge? So their, their solution is, which everyone's complaining about, right? More currencies and, right, more bounties. People are like, I'm tired of fucking doing bounties. So what are they doing? We heard what you said. You don't like bounties. So we're adding a new weekly bounty for trials so you can get a reward. Okay. And we're also adding a new material focused farming card on season 12. But do you understand that they're, they, they can't, their, their, their solution to fixing the problems that are in destiny is to use the same three boxes. It's so stupid. Right? They use the same three boxes. They the refuse here. To, Let's just put more materials in here. Another currency and uh, put uh, extra bounties in it. They refuse. They refuse to think about what would be meaningful in a game where you're making me do the same shit over and over again, literally over and over right. again. Bounty, Sarge. Bounties. Without 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 putting something in there to break it up or change the way you look at it or just change the feel of it, it has to fit in one of these three boxes. That's what they do, right? That's what they've been doing. Okay, I get it. Okay. How Making about, stuff's hard. How about this? I get it. How about this? But, but listen, the factions that they got rid of, and instead now they made it class versus class. Right. Which is Regar the same regarding as games. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the same. It's the same as factions. Okay. Just like before, there have been too many people in Dead Orbit. Now there's too many hunters. It's the same. We talked about this before. What is it about the game that you, when you sit down and play it, that makes you want to play? Now I'm taking out the fact that the hardcore people are going to knock this shit out in a week anyway. Not talking about them. I'm talking about a guy that gets on once or twice, three times a month, casual dude, got kids. I want to play Destiny. Why? Insert insert promo here. Gunplay, visuals, got it. We understand why you keep playing it. But the same story's happened for the last two years. Okay? They refuse to push forward. Think, think of it this way. They refuse to push forward any type of story and or meaningful content in the game until they release one piece of product every 18 months. And then they get a story push a little bit. Meanwhile, there's like six or seven unfinished storylines yeah. that they could easily just talk about and finish. Hey, listen, by the way, the 10 years is almost up, kids. All right. We're on year seven. Okay. Six. Six. This is this is this coming year is the seven. The six. fall is the seven. No, no. This coming year is six. It came out two weeks before my son was born. My son is 14, five. 15, 16, 17, son, 18, 19, 20. Yeah. My son. Yeah. 20, 20, 20, six years. Yeah. It came out two weeks before my son was born. My son is turning six. Yeah. It's six years. Okay. So does it point being point being is they're afraid to push anything forward because they think they don't have anything once they do it. So they keep holding back everything. Until what? The climactic ending where everything is solved in the last year and a half? Yeah, like, it's, it's like a movie. Tell tell a story. It's like a Hallmark right? movie. 
Nothing happens I, until the last 10 seconds I, of the mill, and they're just going to so fix it up. There are so many different avenues that you guys can embrace. And I'm not talking about embrace and then it's over. Embrace and leave the guy in the game. Let Saint 14 be in the game for the next year. Let let any any well, other character, right? Uh, Prince Aldrin, right. somebody. We haven't seen let him. Let somebody be in the game for five months, six months, and then he'll go away for a little while. But close the story. Right. Write it and close it. What do we? What is it you guys are waiting for? How many different versions of "Go get me this"? Well, the, are you gonna do? The, I said it on the Rangers Round Table last week, I just, or two weeks ago, I guess now. I said the problem with the Destiny community is that when the game first came out. We were like, this game is going to be amazing. This game is going to be absolutely amazing. And we had this thing in our head that they basically showed us, right? And we're like, oh, this is going to be awesome. And it's never hit that. And every single time they announce a DLC or some season pass or everything, we're, the, the whole community is always not living in the moment of Destiny. They always want, oh, like Shadowkeep dropped. They play it for two hours and they're like, oh man, I can't wait to see what happens next, right? And they're and they're seeing what happens in season nine, okay? And season nine comes and season nine never hits that it never hits that apex of what it's supposed to be. And they're like, oh, season ten, man, I can't wait for season ten. And they're like, oh shit, Dorito chips are coming, right? The the, the pyramid chips are coming, and they're like, season eleven is gonna be the shit, right? And that's the whole point of us. We're always looking at. Next time, man. Next time, Bungie's gonna get yeah, it. Next time, been, they're gonna been get next it. Time, it's been next six time for years, a while. Six I... years. <laughs> six years. If you're in a relationship for six years, are you gonna stay with that person? No. It's not gonna get better. It's the same fucking thing. It might get even worse. Okay? That's why when you look at this, from five years ago when I said Destiny's Stripper Girlfriend, okay, is the perfect rendition of what this game is because yes. it's great looking. It's fucking fucked up in the head. It's, it's got, fun. It's got super. It's right. Super fun. Super good looking. I have a good time with it on the weekends and my casual gaming. How do they fix this? How about this, Sarge? They want to put bounties in the game. Great. How about they put a bunch of bounties in the game instead of going to let's see um, the Eververse or not the Eververse, the Gunsmith, and picking up the same fucking ten bounties. Right? They're like, hey, I just put a SMG. Get thirty kills. Let's switch it up. Let's get. 30 kills with a sniper rifle. Why don't you put a fucking bounty on there that says, hey, go to the moon, do three lost sectors. Okay? Hey, why don't you go to Io, do three lost sectors. Hey, why don't you go to Titan and do a strike? Right? Why don't they do certain... I liked, I liked the part where you have to find a certain guy and kill him. Yes! Except I think, but I think that should be reversed as well. I think one of the bounties should be survive assassination squad. Yes. All of a sudden you get... You, be perfect on the uh, like a tangled, ship, a on the ship, tangled a ship shore. Comes down, yes, and they're and they're looking for you. They're not just shooting whoever they see. They're looking for you. They just just like in div, it, well, you're representing something that's in division. Division, you have a guy who comes hunts you. I've talked about this right? long before. Division. No, no, no. I'm saying that, but I'm saying division's doing it right now. If 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 Destiny made different bounties, did what you said by putting something that hunts you down, okay? Or they make it intentional where you hit a button and you go, oh. I'm looking for this gun. Where is it? Because I need a helmet, or I need a, a a cloak, or I need a a chest piece. Where do I want to get this? Where is it this week? Oh, it's happening in the EDZ. Oh, it's happening in IO. Oh, it's happening on the moon. If they gave intentionality to where the grind was supposed to be, what you're going for, that would be a way to do it. Again, leveling up gear would be another better way of doing stuff instead of just getting something and then infusing it in. 
Okay, because right now, infusing something costs. I don't want to say cost too much, but if I'm a, a, a six ninety six and I, I find a six seventy, okay, to go up those one point or two points, it's not worth the amount of glimmer and stuff that I put in there, right? And it, it doesn't matter anymore because even if you have the highest gear, if you equipped it or not, okay, it knows that you're that level. So the next thing that drops is going to happen anyway. So as long as you don't delete the highest number in your inventory, you don't have to equip it, but you just have to have it on you, okay? So if you have a, if you have a 970 on you and you're a 969, the game thinks you're a 970 as long as you have eight pieces of 970, Okay. This is just a weird system they've done. I don't know where they're going to go with this. I know it's one, it's one of three boxes. That's where they go. They solve a problem by opening one of three boxes. That's how it's. Oh, that's how it's been for six years. It's, it's, it's just right? really bad. It's a bad scenario right now. They're like, well, how does we get the player base back? You get the player base back by by actually putting effort into what you're doing. Yes, right. The twelve weeks effort. The twelve weeks stuff. We know because we listen. Once again, the answer to everyone's problem has already been made. I am not, I have never asked them to do something that has not already been put in the game. They just don't know how to put it in the game in the right way. Right. They, All they, the things they that have been in the game since the came out, since Destiny started, the different types of mechanics that have been involved, and they removed them, put some other things in, removed them, put this other stuff in, <clears> removed <throat> them. Like, the whole point of the Vex invasion to me was brilliant. Brilliant. You had to do a certain thing. You had to figure out how to do it. And then it caused an invasion thing to appear. That is something that's interesting and cool. It's a mechanic in the game that had to be discovered, not told to you. Right. Okay. People had to talk. People had to get around with each other. Hey, what did you do different? I killed the guy really quick. We killed the guy really quick. Did it work again? No, it didn't. So we have to figure out how to do it. That's something interesting in the game. Now, same type of mechanic, different thing. I will give you another example for the 15th time. Okay. I still believe there should be some kind of settlement somewhere where the human guys are trying, maybe even use the damn farm, okay? Just use the farm. Like I'll make the boundaries a little bit bigger on the farm and just use the farm, right? Say the farm's under attack, right? You go down to the farm, it's a public event type of thing, and guys start to come down, and there are ships that come down and try to get the citizens out, and your job is to save as many of them as you can, okay? If you don't save enough, you don't get a reward. If you save enough, you get a reward. If you save everybody, Get an awesome reward. If you save everybody and kick the enemy boss's ass, you get the mega reward. But that gives you something to do, right? And the tower will say it. The farm's under attack. Right. All guardians scramble. All guardians scramble. And then we'll be like, go go to the farm, right? And it's not just one or two people. They say it because they tell you that the activity is being activated, and everyone just goes to the their their uh, instance of the farm. Right. Okay. Something interesting. Then they could be fighting on top of the rooftops of the farm. Citizens are running around and you're trying to stop them from dying. Okay. And then ships are coming in and groups of guys get to run up on the thing. Something interesting. We know they can do NPCs. I saw them when we did Shadow Keep. Yeah. I saw the NPCs. The robots were there shooting battle. They're, they are battling against the fallen. We saw it. Okay. Hit. Why is it that it's just a cherry on top of a cake? Instead of being the icing on the cake. Here's why. Here's another why? here's another problem, right? So at the end of Destiny One, getting to Destiny Two, I said they blew up the foundation and now they started over. And I give them props for building a foundation. What they're doing right now, I can see the inklings of Luke Smith trying to make this game better, 
But the problem is you're you're making it better on my dime, right? I'm your tester. I'm your... Oh, we are definitely the yeah, testers. Yeah, I'm your tester, and I don't want that. I want a game to come out where it comes out. It's you, a complete idea. And you're like, holy shit, this is a much better game. Not... Yeah, I saw that happen when I when I played for the last five years. Like, it's come a long way. We're alpha testers right now. We're alpha testers right now. They're starting from scratch yet again. Okay? Bungie makes games at 18-month intervals. That's it. They can't make a game longer than 18 months. You can see it. You can see it from when they first launched the game to Taken King, to De to Destiny 2, to Force, uh, for, um, the Forgotten City or for Forsaken. Okay? You can see it. You can see it 18 months. Every 18 months, they make something cool, okay? And everything in between that 18 months is garbage, okay? We've been testers. Before, everyone's like, yeah, it's not a beta. Now everyone's like, yeah, it's, it's like a beta, right? Go fuck yourself, okay? Because we've been saying it's a beta the whole time, and everyone's like, it's not a it's beta. You can't say it's, it's a beta. It's the longest beta you ever played. It's, it's, a, it's a very well-disguised beta. Very well disguised beta. And here's how it works. If 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 the main points of the game don't remain in the game after a fix and you keep changing it, then it's not part of the game. Yeah, you're just starting That's over just, again. That was part of the game then, not now. And then the argument will be, I'll get someone that, that comes into the stream and says, well, the games have to evolve. That's true. But you have to have an actual vision of what the game exactly. is supposed to be to begin with. Right. I'm, and they never did. I'm painting a wall. It's blue. Do I paint the whole wall? No, I just paint a little section and go, nah, I don't like nope. that. Right? Let's let's try yellow now. And you put yellow on. That's what that's what they're doing. Right? If 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 someone comes to my house and goes, Why are there 15 colors on the wall? I just couldn't pick a color. I, I just can't I just can't commit myself to a color. You walk into someone's house that's committed, they're like, Yeah, that's a nice color. Wow, that blue looks really good. Right? They said, Boom, I'm keeping that color. On the wall, the foundation and the furniture, of blue. And the furniture matches the walls. Right. And the rug matches the furniture. Right. And the decor matches each other because there's a vision involved. Right. Three years, What's five years on? from now, they go, the you know what? I'm going to change it up, right? The vision of Destiny is what can we try next to keep people interested? That's the vision. Yeah. The vision is not an all-encompassing, yep. let's move this, let's pick, a, let's pick a point, let's pivot on this point and follow through to the story's completion. We don't get that. Yeah. We get what is going to keep them in the game longer this time? What do we got? What do we got? Yeah. What can we keep them in there? Now, I get the, <clears> listen. It's 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 not it's not that I hate it, okay. It's the fact that you can't be told, it. you can't be told the same shit for six years and then be told that it's an evolving game. But you said okay? you, you said you it loved is me. not evolving. Destiny, you said you loved me. I was I, introdu I introduced you to my parents. You said you loved me. Oh, what do you mean we're not we're, we're we can't be together? Right. That's that's what it is. That's what it is. All right. Going on to the next story. So uh, rumor. Major Xbox Series X game announcements leak online. A new rumor making its rounds online claims that the leak of Xbox Series X games that Microsoft plans to announce in a couple of months. Rumors that have been swirling about the Xbox Series X lately have supposed the leaks point of Microsoft showing off the console games as early as May. Nothing has been confirmed so far, and another supposed leak claims to reveal more details about exactly what Microsoft will be announcing in the Xbox Series X. This leak originates from 4chan again, so... Take it with. We should just put a segment on the fucking show with a grain of salt. Okay. Uh, as it claims, it's completely dismissed. In any case, the leak says that Microsoft will be hosting two digital events for the Xbox Series X in May and in June, and that will focus on the Xbox Series X games. 
Okay, and the main event will be a proper console reveal, though it's still not to be showing off the games. Meanwhile, the June event, Microsoft's E3 replacement, will be packed with games according to the leaker. The leaker then goes on to talk about a certain games that will be revealed over the next couple of months, though uh, stops short specifically which games will be announced at the, each uh, event. Apparently, Fable 4 will be revealed, with the leaker calling it the Fantasy Monster. The game is said to have a handcrafted world mix with procedurally generation that will allow developers to make a game be a, be a much larger in scale than otherwise. Fable 4 will be joined by a new IP coming from the unnamed Japanese studio, along with the reveal of the Obsidian game and the new Forza Motorsports game. Of course, Halo Infinite will uh, be relay the star of the show, and Microsoft said the, highly, the highlighting of the game is a huge open world that will contain linear story or missions mixed with optional exploration. The leaker, the leaker says that the Halo Infinite campaign is much more ambitious uh, and not typical six to nine hours uh, that plays, except that Halo story modes, the leaker also says the developers are doing one very bold move when it comes to Halo Infinite multiplayer, but doesn't provide any specific details. Boy, that sounds a lot. That sounds a lot like Destiny, doesn't it? A campaign, sure. a campaign that lasts right six to nine hours. Not typical of the six to nine hours. Okay, with the story modes, open world, huh? Not open, open world esque. No, no. It says Halo Infinite campaign will be an open world. You'll have a. a, a they said Destiny was open world too, bro. Let's, let's... I highlight the game in a huge open world that will contain linear story or missions mixed with optional exploration. That's Destiny. That's Destiny, right? Open world, but yet you go to certain things that are driven, story-driven, right? And then it says it comes Halo Infinite's multiplayer. Now, I guess it could be multiplayer like bang, bang, shoot, shoot, like the Crucible. But what happens after the main story, I'm pretty sure you're going to be your own character and you could be in certain things. Okay, like the leak, the fans should treat the information with a healthy skepticism of grain of salt. Okay, and you're maxing it uh, all up. In case you weren't were surprising, Microsoft unveiled the Xbox X series throughout May and June. All right, so going from that, and we'll combine the both of them. Hold on. We have the first image, okay, of... You're not going to be able to see it, Sarge. I can send it to you. I can send it to you in a, in a, in the chat in a, here. Put it in your in your in your Skype. That's that's the leaked photo of uh of it. Okay, that's definitely Fable. That's one hundred percent Fable. Uh, it's just a still. It's a, it's a, just a one shot picture, but the house and the environment around it, one hundred percent. That's Fable. Now, mind you, is it just a concept drawing of fable 4 i'm pretty sure that's fable 4 with the new with the new graphics and everything right are you looking at it yet uh let me see <clears throat> that that for sure is a a halo infinite one no 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 oh, did i send you the wrong one it's just an image here i'll send it again no i sent it to you it's a it's called the psycho baker Oh, I, because it says Halo Infinite. Yeah. <clears throat> so, while you're looking at that, 
Rumors have been swirling for years now. Microsoft has Fable 4 in active development in the Playground Games, the studio behind the critically acclaimed racing franchise Forza Horizon. Fans are still waiting for the official announcement, but the new image making the rounds online has led to some believe that this may be already gotten our first look at Fable 4 and what it's entailed in terms of graphics. Okay. It looks like Fable. Okay, now it says that this was used for... Um, it uses the Unreal Engine as photogrammetry technology is reportedly being used in development of the Playground RPG which is rumored to be Fable 4. The video shows the image of the fantasy town and looks similar to the art style of the past Fable games, which has led to speculation of the image of Fable 4. Now, while it's possible that the image of Fable 4's more likely explanation is that there's simply a tech demo or sorts of so show off the, the mega scans technology, considering these fans shouldn't put off a tons of stock into the idea legitimately Fable 4. No, no, th this is definitely Fable 4. I'll go out there because I'm not an official person, but I'm going to tell you that's, that's a Fable, Fable 4. 4. That's Fable I recognize, 4. I recognize the architecture. Yeah, that's Fable 4, and we definitely will be hearing it in the next May or June. We're definitely here by up to E3, where E3 was supposed to be with the Xbox event. Now, going on to the actual um, the uh, Xbox leak of Lockhart. Okay, Xbox S Lockhart could be much less powerful than the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. The Xbox Series X Lockhart console could be much less powerful than the PS5, uh, and the Xbox Series X suggests a report. The same report also suggests that the Microsoft is getting very close to officially announcing the Xbox Lockhart. A report of Windows Central claims the Xbox Series X Lockhart will only have four teraflops to work with, and the console, which is expected to be more affordable entry point into the next generation gaming, is likely to have fewer features than the Xbox Series X. The publication admits that has no idea and which features could be missing from the Xbox Lockhart, but suppose that it will keep the fast loading speeds and ray tracing and have been confirmed with the Xbox Series X. Now, it doesn't really go too far into this, okay? Now, the Xbox Series X also supports 8K graphics, while other players only using 8K TVs. Just just off the top of my head, Lockhart's going to come out, not going to have a disc. No disc. It's going to be all digital, right? It's a way for them to test out who wants no disc. All digital, right? It's going to have less teraflops, but it'll do 4K, right? Because this one, the, the high-end one does 8K, and you have to have an 8K TV. Well, how many people are going to go out and buy an 8K TV, right? Not for a while. So most people, most people, it's going to be a, a toss-up, right? They also have that payment plan thing where you you're can trade buy, in. If you're going to buy a console, you're going to buy a console. Right, but you can trade in your old console and move up to the next one with that Xbox uh, payment plan thing that they have, like the iPhones mm -hmm. do, right? You trade in yeah. your phone and get so it. Is, that, for, is that GameStop doing that? No, that's Xbox is doing that. Oh, really? Xbox is doing that themselves. Mike, and how they, and where is Xbox going to pick up these games? I'm not, Consoles. I'm not too sure, right? But um, if they do this, no disc, no... Um, uh, it probably won't have like an audio output, you know what I'm saying? The optical output. It'll probably just have a standard HDMI cable. It'll be 4K. Um, it'll probably run 60 frames, right? The problem I see is the is the cost difference between Xbox because Xbox One is gonna get pushed out, right? Even though they want people, the 90% people are all loving what it is. Most people are not gonna buy a system for two, three years after the system comes out. And then most people don't even buy a system until five years when the next system's already going out and coming, and the next one's coming in, right? Yeah, but if you buy a system, you're going to buy a system. Correct. People who are in are, going to, are in. Correct. So right now you have the Xbox Series, uh, I'm sorry, the Xbox X, One X, which is now going to be like the lower scale one, okay? And then there's the Xbox Series S Lockhart, and then there's going to be the Xbox Series X. So it'll be better than the X, but lower than the Series X. 
It'll be that middleman in between. It'll be. It might even be cheaper, right? Because you'll get the Xbox One X for three hundred now, and you'll get the other one for maybe fifty bucks more. But it's all digital. They'll they'll have some sort of inclusion with Game Pass in there included with it. Right. You need no a reason disc. to buy. You need a reason to why have no disc. Right. No disc. And then with this payment plan type of thing, you're like, well. I really don't want to get the Xbox Series X because it's five hundred dollars. This one's only three hundred dollars or three fifty. This right. is like the entry point. Yes, but what does it do for me as far as performance, though? Is it just because of load times? Well, it'll be I'm, better. I'm buy a new system for three fifty just because of the load times. Well, no, you're going to be buying. Or, or is the console itself going to be a hardwired graphics improvement based on what unit you buy? Like it'll do sixty with medium set graphics on the Lockhart, but if I got the Series X. It's maxed out, runs phenomenal. That's why you got this. That's why you got this console. I, I I think it would just be like the fact of like, why am I having an Xbox S right now when there's an Xbox One X out right now, right? The difference between the X and the S is huge, right? There's the faster load times, uh, better graphics, different options in there, right? Right now it is worth getting because it's $300. But last year when it was 450 it wasn't worth the difference, right? I think that's what we're going to see here. I think the Xbox Lockhart's going to come out. It's going to be that in-between stage. And I really think the digital thing, like you said, I think it's a testing ground to see how many people are going to go digital. Because remember, if you buy a digital box... Microsoft. Well, right. If you buy a digital box, you're... Play anywhere. You, I know, but you're you're stuck, right? You you can't buy that's, a disc. That's right. You have, they, have, right. they have you 100% to their market, to their store, to their thing, right? That's correct. So that's what they're going for. And... If they can sell more of those systems, more than the Xbox Series X, okay, that means they're losing less money because they're probably losing money on the Xbox Series X every time they sell one, right? I'm sure they are. But they're probably making money hand over fist when the Xbox Lockhart is being sold, right? Do you understand what I'm saying? So they probably want to make the Lockhart the baby of the, 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 the primary one that they want to sell because the Series X... Is expensive. It costs them more. And only the hardcore people will be getting it anyway. Correct. The hardcore people are going to get whatever. Right. It is so you'll sell. Get. You'll sell one million, two million copies of that one. But sure. the, the one in the middle, you're going to sell five, seven, ten, fifteen million copies of that one because that's like the sweet spot, right? That's the sweet spot. You're like, I don't want to get the X because the X is old now. It's like two years old. I want to get the Xbox Series Lockhart, whatever it is. So I, I see that happening with the with with the Lockhart. <clears throat> All right, the next story. Uh, let's talk about Rockstar. Rockstar Games. So we talked about it a little bit last week. We talked about it a little bit last week. Grand Theft Auto 6 could succeed where others have failed. The criticisms of the crunch time have drastically changed the Grand Theft Auto 6 development, but circumstances have given fans a better game in the end. In a wake of Red Dead Redemption 2's release, all eyes are on Rockstar Games for what will presumably be the sixth Grand Theft Auto uh, game, of course, within 2020 or 2021 being likely released year. Tons of new rumors and leaks are popping up left and right of the game, and the Vice City is setting multiple protagonists and dedicated role-playing and are among various prompt rumors surrounding GTA 6. One of the reports in particular from the Kotaku uh, article from last week from Jason Schreier stated that the changes in Rockstar's work culture has shifted in development's approach in response to crunch concerns. The next Grand Theft Auto game may have drastically different release plan compared to the predecessors, but this is not the entire new approach of the series. This could be a more of an uh, evolution of the franchise as a whole, not just the developer, but the game itself. 
Okay, by report of working the working culture of Rockstar Games have evolved substantially after the criticism of, of culture of crunch. Also, with all the beneficial co company-wide changes, the report's driven into specific examples of Rockstar's next game and new entry in Grand Theft Auto series. As well, according to Schreier's game, development on Grand Theft Auto 6 has taken the more segmented approach. The game will start out with moderately sized release, and the beginning of the overtime evolved on the update's potential of the DLC expansions. While these efforts are likely in place of mitigating the stress of crunch for developers, this could also circumstantially uh, beneficial for both the game itself. Part of the reason the Grand Theft Auto Online soared in popularity over time was because the regular events, content updates, in-game sales, and new missions slash quests were consistently added to the game. Born from the initial criticism of Grand Theft Auto Online was barren content-wise. Okay, so last week we talked about they might be giving you the full game, but it might be like 60%, right? I'm not saying... It's a 60% game. What I'm saying is 100% of a game, they're just now cutting off 40% of that game and giving you the 60% and, and then you you play it, right? You play 100 hours, 80 hours, whatever yeah, but it you is. Don't have to, but you didn't have to look at it that way. If if the game was made and the, this is what the game is, I accept it for what the game is. Correct. Right? And then you sell me a DLC and it Correct. makes the game larger. Right. Okay? I'm completely okay with this. But the fact that they make it so ridiculously obvious... That you cut content to resell to us right. and then lie about it—that's the part that gets me upset. I'm like, come on, bro. I, I think on. I think if they if they didn't say that they're they're they don't have to say shit. Right. That's my point. Right. If they if they didn't say they're they're doing a uh, a, a smaller uh, rendition right. of the game, like don't right. tell us that. Just say yeah, it, it's working on it, whatever. And this then when the it comes out, yeah, this is the game we have, right? So yeah. it, it comes out and then you have it. I think Grand Theft Auto is actually doing. No one actually complains about Grand Theft Auto as far as the content, right? Content just keeps coming out with Grand Theft Auto. Non-stop. Just keeps coming out. Because they're making hand-over-fist money in right. the, with the shark cards. They're okay? making epic money. Right. right. Well, Epic's making their money, right? Like, that's what the... Epic's... Well, yeah, they're all in two different forms now. But Rockstar has constantly give what Destiny's trying to do. Destiny's trying to give content, free content, Okay. Where people are constantly playing the game and they can't do it. They say it's hard. Meanwhile, Rockstar is like, hold our beer because we come out with like two or three expansions a year for the online portion of it, right? Which is, is it's basically a, a, a loose MMO. It's what Fallout is. It's what Division is. It's what Destiny is. It's, it's doing all that. But the difference between this and everyone else is Rockstar is actually succeeding in where, where they're going because... You can play all the content for free. Just buy the game. You play all of it that you want. Now you don't even have to buy the game. You can actually play it on Game Pass. Remember that? Game Pass, 10 bucks. Okay? And you can play the whole game for 10 bucks, Right? And be done with it. And then never see it again. But the online makes you come back. And then they give you more planes and more cars and more things. And if you play the game, just playing the game, grinding the game, playing the game, doing the heist and shooting and the events and the multiplayer and the car events and the crash events and the Dresden Edition Derby and the everything else they have in the game, you get the money in the game to go buy the things you want in the game. Okay? Where Fallout does it kind of weird and you're like, uh, they don't, they're not very generous with it. Where Rockstar's like, here's a million dollars. All right? Log on between this day and this day, we'll give you a million dollars. And you're like, all right, great, a million dollars. And you're like, oh, man, I need 1.5 million to get this thing, shark card, right? And then that's what it is. They give you 90% of the money so they can get 10% from you so you have that cash revenue back in the in the system, right? So you're yeah. there. They have decided to do this 
And they've been doing it correctly for the last seven years. And Destiny's like, it's just really hard. It's just really hard. And now... Well, the engine. The engine No, yeah, I understand hard. that. But then people are going to be like, yeah, well, you're not playing Grand Theft Auto every day of your life. Yeah, I'm not playing Destiny every day of my life either. Right? But... Yeah, but the, hard, the hardcore people that play Grand Theft Auto course, play the, Grand Theft Auto yeah, every day. There's, of course, there's always people there. There's role players that have been playing the game for seven years. Like level, like level five hundred. Yeah. Like level oh, I've seen eight hundred. I've seen eight hundred. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Those are your hardcore core people. So I think the way they're going to do it by maybe they do sell Cuba separate if it is they're Cuba. Maybe there is Puerto Rico. Maybe they sell it separate. Maybe it is a plane where you go to Liberty City again. And they charge you again for Liberty City, right? Because it's a new system. It's a new thing. I'm okay with this as long as, as long as they give me story content right i don't care if it's my character that i create and it's a story that my character is going through or if it's a, a main protagonist that i'm actually being and, and going through right I, I like what they do with this the only thing i don't like about the online stuff is that your guy is just quiet he just shrugs he doesn't talk he doesn't do anything that kind of like pulls well, voice acting costs money man. yeah i understand that and Come on, Rockstar's making plenty of money. They can hire yeah, a voice yeah, but actor. They, but you got to do different sexes, different oh, different races, different that. voices for Give different people. people. Jobs, remember. Otherwise, otherwise you call it white privilege type of game. We understand. I get it. No talking saves a lot of money. I get it. Right. However, my thing is, especially when you do games, is you're sitting around on the development team. And you say, well, how do we beat ourselves? Like, how do we beat Grand Theft Auto 3? They did. Vice City. How do we be Vice City? We made the game bigger and crazier. San Andreas. Okay, reevaluate. Where do we go from here? Well, right. how about we go back to the original, except we put in a really kick-ass story, make the map fucking amazing, and put depth within the map. Right. Like depth. Right. Things in the, to do in the, in the buildings. Map, depth and, of it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. So awesome. Grand Theft Auto 4. Then they say, okay, how do we beat this? Right. And they came out with the most ridiculous shit i've ever seen how large is fucking grand theft auto 5 where it encompasses all that land it's yeah. like los angeles and like the whole northern california type of thing now you have to say and three guys three protagonists intertwined storytelling yeah okay phenomenal phenomenal development team now they're sitting around again how do we top this and then they and made so red dead me, redemption they made red dead redemption too well that's Western, but I'm talking about the game itself. Oh, how, do, yeah. how do they top themselves now? Well, the only way they can top Grand Theft Auto Five is Grand Theft Auto Online World. Online World, where there are different cities, and you're going to have to buy each city to do the continuation of the story for that protagonist. Start, right, own own like, businesses in each city. Like you make an empire. Like, right, yeah. right. Yeah. That's that's how you escalate that. And and <clears throat> and every time they've done something different. Has anybody else done anything where they're in they're in their own universe, progressing the concrete foundation that they made? No, we're all over the fucking place, bro. Right. We're right. all over the place. So last week, Schreier says they're not they're not anywhere near being done. Another article comes out and says that they actually are almost done with the whole game. There's another one that says Grand Theft Auto is actually sixty. Did we, did 60, we take money? Did we take bets on this yet? Did sixty we take to seventy percent complete. Hold on. 60 to 70 cent per complete. Now, Grand Theft Auto 5 story was done six years. It was completed six years the before Grand Theft Auto. The story was six years done before the game even released, Grand Theft Auto 5. Okay, just like the movie industry. Someone writes a script, you bring it to the producer or the head of the and studio, they and they go, all right, we're going to make this script. 
could be three years from now, four years from now, they start producing it, okay? So Grand Theft Auto 6 is 60 to 70% done. Story is done, and the game is 70% along, okay? 70%, again, I'm not a developer. I don't know how long that 30% takes, especially from Rockstar standards, but Rockstar came out with their game in 2013. We are seven years from the launch of when it came out. It came out in September. This September... About right. This September will be eight years, starting eight years. Okay. So they're gonna use the they're gonna use the C word as a defense of why it's delayed? No, no, no. It's just, not, well, just to say not delayed, but what I'm saying is I think it's coming out either this October or definitely or coming out next year, right? It's definitely coming out next year. After the after the system, after they see what the sales of the system are, how it runs, and then they'll release it. I believe that. Okay. The reason I'm saying this is because Red Dead Redemption took eight years to make. Eight years to make Red Dead Redemption two. From one, from one. Now, Red Dead One came out in two thousand nine or two thousand ten. Okay, and Grand Theft Auto Five came out in two thousand thirteen. Well, they're working on multiple games at the time. They're just different teams moving on different different quadrants of the game as they go. Right. So here we are, seven years into the life cycle of Grand Theft Auto Five, going into Grand Theft Auto Six. Red Redemption Two has already been out for eighteen months. Okay. So they've already been working on Grand Theft Auto at least, at least from 2013, okay? You you know that they're making it. No one's sitting back going, yeah, we just made $22 billion. We just broke a trillion dollars with sales. Uh, we're not going to work on Grand Theft Auto 6. Bullshit, okay? Even Destiny started working on Destiny 2 in November after they launched Destiny 1 in October, okay? Or September, they, they knew they were making a Destiny 2. Because it takes that long to make a game. Well, Rockstar takes five to eight years to make a game. Well, Red Dead Redemption 1 was in 2010. Red Dead Redemption 2 was in 2018. Grand Theft Auto was in 2013. Well, here we are, 2020, 2021. It could come out. And I think that's what's going to happen. I think it's going to come out. It's going to come out with the new systems. It's going to have this... I remember reading an article from the, from the owners of Rockstar. And he said, well, we really want to make... Um, like a world, Grand Theft Auto world. Okay, he says we have a technology to make all these different cities and stuff. We just have to figure out how to put it all together. Okay, I I, I think Grand Theft Auto could turn into like a Second Life type of place, right? In the in the making, it could be like Second Life. And those of you that don't know what Second Life was, I played it way back in two thousand nine. I oh, believe I believe that Grand Theft Auto has the potential. Ready Player One to be the precursor to a Ready Player One. Yes. Well, there was that movie like, um, was it the guy with with Ryan Reynolds where he's like character in the Grand Theft Auto realm, and he's an NPC that comes to I life. Didn't, I didn't see that yet. Is it no, good? it's not out yet. It's it, oh. it, he's, it's coming out, but he he's an NPC character that it's called NPC. No, it's called the guy. No, I think it's called the N- NPC. I'm pretty sure. No, no, it's no, called, it's the, called the guy. It's called the guy. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Let's see. Uh, let me go to IMDb real fast and to 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 make sure. I, I believe that we're gonna look back. We're gonna look back at the new Grand Theft Auto and say this is the precursor to Ready Player One. I have I, I have a strong suspicion. Uh, what? Why? Why? I, I typed in. Jesus Christ! I swear to God. Thank you. <clears throat> I, I put in the thing. It could be uh, a Ready Player One type of scenario. No, no, not 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 Ready Player One right away. But what I'm saying well, is, I got what you're saying. You're gonna look at you. What was the grandfather of this? It's called Free Guy. Free Guy. 
Okay, he's an NPC character, and he becomes aware of his surroundings and 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 knows that he's in the game. It's now. It, it's, a, it's a cross between uh, what's the one with Jim Carrey when he when he finds out he lives the inside Tru- that Truman Show. The Truman Show. It's a combination of Truman Show. Yeah, I see. I see the potential. Where they're going. So, with so what I'm saying is, as far as Rockstar, they could become the next Second Life type of thing. Where think about it, you 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 put your VR headset on, or you put your you go inside the world, and you have a character living in this world, and you can become a drug dealer, you can become a thing, you can become a cop, you can become whatever you want. You can travel the world. Right. You go to L.A. You can go to New York. You can go to what Miami. Are, what are your What's your morality? Are you good or bad? Right. What are you doing the game. And it just it just constantly evolves over time. They add things. They it's you see all these games that are playing now, like like right now, Animal Crossing is huge. What will you do in Animal Crossing? You just build up your house, you build stuff, you put furniture in there, you do another thing, you do farming. There's a lot of those games that are being top notch right now that people like to do, right? Well, Grand Theft Auto is that dress up, dollhouse, whatever you want to do. I want to be a bank robber, I want to be a cop, I want to be this. We're role playing. If it's true that they're going to be role playing involved in it, that's even that's even more involved in, into it. So I, I really see them. Taking it to the next echelon, and but that's what I mean. Like it, when Rockstar comes out with a game like this, it's gonna push. Never mind the envelope. It's gonna be pushing some buttons. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. It's definitely gonna be talked about. It's definitely gonna be in the media, and they're definitely gonna have some kind of hook that's gonna make people say, "I gotta have it. I gotta have it." Here's the one thing I don't want to happen. Okay, I don't want Rockstar to start doing what a Destiny is doing. We were just talking about Destiny or Division or Anthem, where they release a game, and then all of a sudden, it's like a game, and then all of a sudden you start realizing that it's not a full game, right? And then they start releasing stuff after the fact to make it a complete game. If you're working on a game and you it's 100% done, and you chop off 60%, that 60% of the 100% game better be 100% fucking complete when it comes out. Right, I don't want it to come out and then, I, oh, well, they'll fix it in a patch or something later. Right, I don't want that shit. I want a full-fledged game. And obviously, Rockstar usually puts out a full-fledged game. Okay, But that's my biggest fear because Rockstar goes, wait a minute. All these guys are making billions of dollars and they're putting out half of a game that we're doing. Half of a game that we're doing. Right? So why do we have to put out a full game? Why don't we just put out 60% of a game, which is 10% more than what everyone else is doing? Right? Do you see what I'm saying? I yeah. hope I hope they don't do that. I hope Rockstar sticks their to their Rockstar scruples. And, yeah, not more. Not they don't have morality. They have scruples. Well, I hope they stick to their scruples. I I hope them and CD Projekt Red really rein in the reins of what a game should be. Okay, a complete game at launch should be. And if something is not working, you take it out. You don't. You don't. Leave it open where it's like, hey, something's missing here. Something feels like it's off about this. They like, like cut something, right? Like you take whatever's not finished and you fucking remove it. You rip that shit out of the game and you give us a full game of what's 100%. I'll even take 90%. A 90% game that's really well-rounded. And then the stuff that was supposed to be in the game that you now are going to sell as DLC, work on that until it's done and until that's at its 100% capacity and then sell that as DLC I have no problem. I always will buy DLC if your game shows me in the very beginning that it's it's well rounded, good story, good protagonist, good just a good, good time, mechanics, right? Good everything, ability. right? If you do that and you come out and you say, "Well, forty dollars DLC," sh- sure, I'll do it, right? Because I had such a blast with your game and the sixty hours, or eighty hours I played it, it was phenomenal, right? So hopefully they stick they stick to their scruples, as you said, uh, for um, for that. 
Now I want to talk about going from one of the companies to the next. I want to talk about CD Projekt Red. I have some footage here that we can show. It's got some cool music. It's only 59 seconds. I don't really need to play the music, but I will. We'll, 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 we'll give it a little bit. Let me bring it up on screen. You can't see it, Sarge. I understand you can't, but... Um, so I'm going to play this, and you're going to see... Wow, that's loud. And this is the gameplay that's happening. It looks good. Let me make sure I'm on the... On the best quality for myself. I mean, CD Projekt Red, they're going to they're gonna nail this out of the park, man. This, this looks so good. You see everyone walking around. It says, like, level 18 above the guy's name. It says Goon. Level 18 Goon. It has people talking, talking stuff. You have dialogue options to talk about. I'm trying to describe this for people that are listening to this on audio format. So they're panning in like this. He's in like a, a deli. And he's looking and there's like a scan of a camera that just like scanned him. And the guy in front of him right now, the bodies don't look generic. The bodies don't look generic. They look like different types of bodies of different characters, right? So there's got to be hundreds and hundreds of different like scans of bodies. You know what I'm talking about? Like if you're watching like Fallout, it's a standard like body size. Shoulders and the, the armor and the armor and stuff just lays over top. Right. This this you can see as they walk through. There's like a skinny skinny hooker on the side over here. It says N NC resident. There's like a bulky guy off to the right side, off by the train. When he gets up to the deli area over here, even the guy you're walking behind, uh, he's built just husky. He's a husky type of guy. Over here, there's like um, built, you know, somewhat built type of guards. And then there's an old lady or. A, yeah, older lady sitting down in this chair over here, the, the clothes that she's wearing and stuff. It looks very believable. The atmosphere that's in this game, it it, it feels that, that cyber... I mean, obviously, it's called cyberpunk, but it it feels like you're like, oh, man, like like Fifth it, Element it almost, type of stuff. I see, I see Blade Runner when I look at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. They even have in this... This is how much detail they put in the game. In this scene, sorry, again, I know you can't see it. He's in a, in a butcher shop, okay? And behind him, there's like... There's these walls of, fr of freezers, okay, with meats in them, okay? And they're all foggy, but just on the edges and stuff. So it's like more ice on the sides, and then it's like you got that fog, you know, when you're in a freezer, like he just opened up the cooler and it like froze over type of thing. And you can like see it. You can like, kind of like make out stuff that's in behind him. Like you see the meats and the and like the uh, intestines and the different packages of things. It's, it's amazing. It looks fucking amazing. Um... So I'm definitely like you could literally see the veins in the in the butcher's arms. He's got his arms on the table in front of him as he's approaching him, and you can literally see the veins coming from his hands up his arm, and then it it, it fans out up to his bicep area up here. And you see the tattoos on him. You see that he's a working butcher. He's got like a tank top on. He's got blood splattered on his on his on his uh, on his tank top. It's just very very cool detail. Attention and, attention, attention to detail. detail. Yeah. You see, like, a, a zapper in the background. You see, like, dish rags and things hanging on these coat racks and stuff. Very, very cool. In the very beginning of this, you're walking through, like, a, a market, a casino. You see the slot machines in the back. There's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. There's about 20, 25 people on screen as you're walking through this populated area. 
the atmosphere, like the fog, the mist of smoke happening. That seems like a lot of graphics for the system that we're currently on. That seems like a next gen system. Well, well, you can. That seems like a next gen. They've already said. They've already said you get a free upgrade if you get it on Xbox. No, I get it. I get it, but it just seems to me, for the amount of detail that's inside that game, that it seems like a, a, a next-gen system Here, game. Here's the thing. With a game like this, if you get it for the Xbox right now and you play it, you're going to look and go, this is fucking amazing looking, right? And then the guy who gets on the Xbox One X is going to be like, this is fucking amazing looking. And then you're going like, to compare it to his, and you're like, mine looks like shit. But if you never saw that comparison, you're like, this is amazing. And then when those people look at the Xbox Series X, they're like, Holy shit, ours looks like crap compared to that. And then the guy on the PC with the fucking 2080 graphic TXT or uh, GXT graphics card, okay, you're gonna look at that and go, "Holy fuck, my Xbox Series X looks like a piece of shit compared to that, right?" Yeah. And he's also got like five thousand dollars into his computer, okay? Exactly. So, so exactly, it's insane the, the the attention to detail. I don't know what this is on. It doesn't really. Sh- I don't know if it's if it says it. it. Says the footage follows a player traveling through a heavily trafficked underground bazaar. As the player walks past the AI, it instantly sees communication pop up above their heads and talk to them in need. The UI is very futuristic and clean. Eventually, the player talks to a vendor and lets him know that he's looking for a, a, a placid. A vendor asks him to stare into the security system. What What is happening with the cat there? Uh, the video footage ends um, playtesting as CD Projekt Red has discussion. While the video doesn't have... Ex- explosive gunplay or car chase scene like fans have seen in the past. The detail and immersion is wonderful, which is what The Witcher 3 is a part of and other games in the genre. Graphics also look that much impressive as the ray tracing is added in Cyberpunk 2077, which is recently confirmed. Cyberpunk 2077 is submitting for ratings last month, a milestone in the game's development that proves that the title should be well on its way to final being launched. The game was first revealed in 2012. So many fans... Remember, 2012, and here we are, Eight years later, great games are made between five and eight years. Because it takes five time to, to make a game years. like that. Why? Because it's hard. Now, you don't hear these guys going, well, it's just hard, sorry. Can you imagine if they released in 2012, and then we finally got Cyberpunk in 2020? If you paid for it back in 2012, and you finally got a game done in 2020, even though you play tested it for fucking eight years. Well, that's years. what is going for. That's what Bethesda's going for? Yeah. That's that's what that's what uh, Destiny's going for? Right, that's what it is. So, it looks it looks phenomenal. Looks phenomenal. Uh, next story. We already talked about. We already talked about. Oh, I actually want to go back to Destiny real fast. So right now, less than five percent of Destiny two players have completed Grandmaster Nightfalls. Now, I love that the fact that people always say that there's still a million people playing Destiny. And I'm like, that's that's fantastic. There's a million people playing Destiny, or 1.2, or 1.5, or 1.8, whatever you want to say. Okay? But that's across all platforms. So if you divide that by three, you only have about 300,000 people, right? Three to 400,000 people playing per console, per PC, per Xbox, per PlayStation. Which, mind you, I'm not taking anything away from them. But everyone's like, it has this number on them going, well, there's 1.2 million people, 1.2 million people playing the game right now. And it's like, no, there's not. If I open my Xbox right now, there's not a million people playing the Xbox. There's only 30%, okay, playing on Xbox. So the Nightfall, Grandmaster Nightfall that came out, only 5% of the Destiny 2 population, okay, well, if you divide that by three, 
one. It doesn't go into three. You have one. You have like one point two 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 percent on each platform. Yeah, but that just means the hardcore people. The hardcore people are the ones who do it. That's how it works. Exactly. What, that's exactly what I'm getting to. The hardcore 1. people do 2% it. 1.2% on each platform. The 1% on each platform. 1% of 300,000. Okay? That's 30,000. 30, right? No, it's not even that. 1%? Oh, I'm sorry, 3,000. Yeah, 3,000. Okay? That's 3,000 hardcore players per system. Okay? Everyone's like, well, this game is dead. It's not dead. Okay? Obviously, anyone that has 300,000 people playing their game... 50,000 people playing your game, you're a successful game. As long as you have people keep coming back every day. 50,000 concurrent, 50, concurrent players. They have 300,000 concurrent players, but everyone likes to lump all those numbers together, right? Oh, that's also four systems, because that's including uh, uh, Stadia that no one pays attention to. So, the Grandmaster Nightfall that everyone... What's that now? The, exactly, the Stadia. Bungie released a major content, Sean Dusty 2, this week, brought the Guardians game sent, uh, uh, event to town, largely replaced through a uh, the event of previous years during the year, the the this three week span, the three classes will be evolving in front of competition. Okay, um, according to Destiny Two Discord bot, uh, it says the success rate of the newly added Grandmaster Nightfall is less than five percent on day one. There's thirteen thousand five hundred thirty eight thousand attempts and only five hundred and seventy seven successful completions. Is partially in the number of activated design of, for hardcore players. So there you go. Only 13,000 attempts and only 577 completions, okay, out of 1.8 million people playing the game. That's 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 ridiculous. Something to do. That's Something ridiculous. to do. So Nightfall has reported that just over 3,900 Guardians have finished it based on those who have claimed the Associated Triumph. While the number is improving, they're still extremely low. A large reason for that is the lack of motivation due to the limited uh, rewards that are modify the, the stuff that's going on. So, I don't know. I, I don't want to... I, I hate just piling on a Destiny. But when you make content... This, this this blows my mind. You make something in the game to keep content going because it's free though, right? It's a free update. Anyone can get it. But yet, you're only focusing to the 1% of your population, which is even lower than that, right? It, it, it's, it's absolutely insane that... You go, oh, this is the Grandmaster Nightfall. We're, we're putting this in. This is more content. Yeah, more content for the one percenters. Everybody else is is doing bounties, right? Bounties. Bounty board, bounty this, bounty that. It's like, what do you do today? I'm going to do bounties. I'm going to do a lost sector. That's it. And that, to me, is just a... They've lost. They've lost, which we've already talked about. But I just wanted to bring it up. Only 5% of the population have actually done anything to it, right? Next story I want to talk about. We're going to stick with Microsoft, all right? Going from Cyberpunk 2077, one of the most ridiculous games that's coming out, to another ridiculous game that's coming out. Before I show you the actual footage, okay? Actually, I can show you the footage. I can show you the footage and, and talk about... I'll talk about it first. Okay, so the Microsoft Flight Simulator is coming out, okay? And they released the minimum specs, the the, the maximum, minimum, maximum... And or I'm sorry, recommended and then maximum. Okay, so in the post, game's official site, Asobo set the minimum specs of Microsoft's flight simulator to eight gigabytes of RAM. The recommended spec at 18, or I'm sorry, at 16 gigabytes of RAM, and the ideal spec is 32 gigabytes of RAM to run this. Like you saw it on the on the on the preview, you need 32 gigabytes of RAM. That's not all though. 
It's only the third game to be the most demanding on PC games. The other two is Forza Horizon 4 and Red Dead Redemption 2. Okay, those are the two games, okay? The game also takes up a lot of space. Okay, on the hard drives, Microsoft's Flight Simulator will take and use 150 gigabytes of space. Remember those cartridges I was talking about, Sarge, for the consoles? Those look more realistic now, don't they? Okay, so 150 gigabytes. It's not using all 150 gigabytes, but you need to have 150 gigabytes of free space on your computer or on your Xbox or whatever system you're going to play it on free, okay? Just empty. So you have a terabyte of storage and 150 gigabytes is just, just to the flight sim, okay? Which is insane, okay? So if you want to play, if you want to play, you're, you're watching this right now. I'm going to show you the, the actual list here. If you would like to play this on Windows 10, November 2019 update, the lowest settings that you can play on is a resin on AMD is a resin 3 1200, okay, CPU with a Radeon RX 5 uh, 570 with 2 gigs of VRAM, 8 gigs of RAM. If you're on an Nvidia system, it's an uh, Intel i5 4460 and an Nvidia and GTX 770, okay? If you want recommended specs, you need a, a, a Radeon 5 1500X or Radeon RX 590. If you want on the NVIDIA, you need an Intel i5 8400 and an NVIDIA GTX 970, which I'm pissed about because I have a 960. And I'm not going out to spend another couple bucks just to get the recommended spend level, okay? And then the idea spec, to max out your thing, you need a, Ra a Resin 7 Pro 2700 and a Radeon 7 and an Intel i7-9800X, and an NVIDIA RTX 2080. That's, to, just to get that, a 2080 uh, NVIDIA, let me see what the price is going for right now. Uh, 2080, was it GTX? GTX 2080 price card right now. <clears throat> Do they even have, I don't even think they have, <sighs> RTX Super. You're talking about twenty, about a two thousand dollar purchase, so you can play a game at the but, max at the max setting. This is not the first time this has happened. The last time a flight simulator came out that was very realistic, it was a hard drive, a hardware pusher. That's what it is. I see. I'm a, I'm a firm believer. After being alive as long as I have, I'm a firm believer in industries push each other, right? You'll have software push the hardware, then the hardware comes out, makes the software developer says, hey, we can do this now, and it pushes the software. It goes back and forth. It's been a while. It has. It's been a while since something's come out that says, hey, we need this to run. And this is it. So right now... And, and, and not, it's not just an awesome flight sim. It's a one-to-one -one scale of, of Earth. the fucking Earth. Of Earth, yeah. So, like, what are, we, what are you talking about? All right, so... Right now, I'm I'm showing some footage on here. So if you're listening to the audio podcast, you can't you can't see it. This game looks like I took a camera and just took real shots. Like that's how beautiful it is. It's a one to one scale, like Sarge said, of the entire world. Every single airport in the world is going to be in this game. Now, if you don't have online, okay, and you can play it offline, it will be procedurally generated. Okay, it still knows the world. But, like, if you go to your house, your house might not be in the exact spot where your house is. But if you play online, your house 
you can literally take a plane and land in, in front of your house. <laughs> okay? You can literally take a plane and fly in front of your house. Okay, it says, The flight simulator is the accurate modeling of the entire planet Earth. Just think of the possibilities, okay? Yeah, it, so basically, they did a flight sim, and for the last decade, they used Google Earth. Yeah, yeah. So it says, you can take the destination. You can literally fly and go, okay, guys, today we're flying from Orlando, Florida to Africa. Okay, hop aboard with me and literally fly the plane across the seas, across the ocean, across the thing, a one-to-one scale. All the airports. Now, it gets really, okay, there's 45,000 airports, 2 million cities and towns, and 1.5 trillion trees have been sourced from a petabyte of Bing Maps imagine, um, imagery processing. Procedure generated uh, uh, countries of Microsoft Azura Cloud services depending on how fast your internet connection is, and this data can be streamed to your from the cloud in real time with pre-caching as a fast connection will give you incredible close-up detail. But if that provides uh, too rich for your, for your copper or playing offline, then you'll still have a whole world but there will also be much more reliance on procedurally generation up close things. Okay, uh, will still look good, but they may not be as accurate. However, you spin it; it's still impressive. Okay, now as as you play online, when you play online with people, because it's an online game, if there's a lot of people, okay, at your airport, you're going to be waiting in line to take off because. They're right. they're literally I'm in, taking I'm, off I'm the in same virtual time. Virtual traffic, I'm right? Virtual traffic, right. right? You could fly in 4K and change it to subjectly where you're uh, a little more optimistic, uh, uh, optimal for your for your, you know, your your uh, computer running. Okay, the optimization is still specialized in development. They they've developed the software where even if you have a shitty computer, it's still gonna look fantastic, just not super fantastic. Okay. The view distance in this game is absolutely insane, okay? The physics, before they had, like, 10 points across the plane, now they have 250 points across the plane. So, like, when air hits it, like, it can hit underneath this wing, and this wing goes up and down. It it, it gives you feedback when, you, when you're flying. You can make it as simple well, as... Well, let's see. Flight, let me think. Flight sticks are going to go up in sales after this game comes well, right. out, for sure. None of the old sticks are going to work with this. Of course not. Because they want you get the... Of the, course. The, the stuff Once them, again, right? I told you, hardware pushes software pushes hardware. So when you're when you're flying, if you don't want to learn how to fly a plane and all the buttons, all the switches, you can put it in the thing where it automatically does it for you. You just get in the plane and you can just go and enjoy and relax because that's what it's supposed to be. But if you want to learn how to fly a plane, you could literally learn how to fly a plane here and then get in the plane and actually fly the fucking thing because that's how realistic it is everything it's got realistic weather okay when done correctly aviation mostly happens in the sky and so does the weather okay a sober um serious work to make the meteorologist modeling second to none and i don't want to say because it's cursing both volumetric rain clouds and rainbow armed everything will be modeled independently okay procedurally just like in real life you'll never see the same cloud twice Okay, <laughs> that's that's fucking insanity. The weather interacted with the landscape in ways that look utterly convincing. So, for example, rainbows will occur when how and where the light scatter calculations detect it and will dynamically generate rather than in any way scripted. And while the weather science currently is interesting. All right. 
So it doesn't, or intersecting, sorry. Saying goes to prove that publishing, like, it's just absolutely fucking amazing. The last time I remember talking about a game like this, Sarge, was Red Dead Redemption 2. When they were getting so detailed on look what... At the, look at the balls on the, that horse. Look at the balls on the horse. Did you know, after the fact, that the, the pupils actually change on people's faces in the light? Every NPC, their eyes change about, and dial... You're about Red Dead? Uh, Red Dead, yeah. Red Dead. Okay, so... Air traffic control, okay? It has to be air traffic control. You cover all real-world traffic will be visible in-game. All real-world traffic will be visible in-game. And we'll couple with options of filtering this. And some of them so allow... Every, anybody, so anybody that has the game will be in a perpetually stated world. Well, not even that. If you play by yourself offline, okay? Or just by yourself without going on multiplayer, it'll put the real planes... That are in the in the sky right now. They're, right, they're they're time slots when they go yes. when they actually go someplace. Yes. Yeah, because it's a real because it's a real. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. So the so the seven twenty southwest from Lauderdale to Vegas will be there. Yeah, but I don't think they can put the real names and stuff because then you would know something could go wrong there. You know what I'm saying? Like terrorist attacks and shit. You know what I'm saying? They can't you can't do that. Yeah. About being serious, right? So while you're playing though, they'll only show you. The top fifty, the closest fifty to you. Otherwise, just be like, oh, like, right. like a gridlock, right? So you can literally fly this thing. It looks absolutely gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. I can't wait for this. I look. I know this is not going to be a popular game with my stream, okay? But I can't wait to just sit back and just fly. I love and driving. Everyone just, a, everyone just get a bag of peanuts and go to sleep. Yeah, yeah. That's during board flight. Uh, we're showing, you know, whatever. But just being an airplane pilot, okay? And just relax. I love driving in the truck simulators. This is going to be awesome because now I can take the plane and I can go do whatever I want. Right? I can take a 747 and skim the fucking buildings if I want to. Because that's what I want to do. Right? I can do anything I want. I can go see planes. I can go play. I can go to destinations. I can literally go to Egypt and fly over the fucking pyramids. I've never seen those before. I can go see them now. Okay? I can see them virtually in a world... I can go to London, I can go to fucking Japan, I can see the Great Wall of China, I can fly over that shit, I can land on it, I can crash into it if I want to, I can do what I want. And that right there is the reason I think it's just amazing and cool, right? And I look really, really forward when this game comes out. Now, it's supposed to, it was supposed to come out earlier this year, okay? I was supposed to be in, a, in an early test. See you for next spring. No, 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 it's coming out autumn. It's coming out in autumn. Um, so I would say about August... September-ish. See you in March. Yeah. No, it's it, it's coming out this year. I guarantee See you it. in March. I'm, I guarantee you it's coming out this year. Okay, well then, you know what that means? And it's actually done. Yeah, yeah. no, it is. It is almost done. If it the comes Alpha out test, in the fall, then it's actually I, done. I have people that we've talked to that played it, and they're like, dude, dude you, you don't even know. <laughs> they're like, it's amazing. I do want to go over something that we did predict. I think it was back in uh, episode 203. Now, we, we talked about it a little bit last week for a second. Um, we talked about Hytale being bought by Epic Games, right? Oh, no, by Riot Games, by Riot Games, okay? Uh, let me see, what, what episode was that? Oh, yeah, oh, 202. So this is 213, and 202, we did say that uh, Hytale will be bought by Microsoft, which did not happen. Riot Games bought Microsoft or uh, bought Hytale, so we were wrong there, which okay. does which which does make sense because Riot Games is trying to be everything right now. They're they're trying to buy up everything in the world to take place over something else, right? They own Valorant, which is like Overwatch, 
which is like CSGO. They own the other Leagues of Legends, which is like StarCraft and everything else. You know what I mean? So it's like like Dota, like everything else. Another thing that we said, which was, I forgot about the story, Sarge. Uh, uh, Santos tweeted it to us. So Battlefield's doing the last update. Battlefield 5, right? They are doing one more update in June, and then that's it. The game is finished. They're not doing anything else to it, okay? Which goes back to my... In 202, I talked about how Respawn will make a new KOTOR with Zampella in charge. And we talked about last week about how they're starting a, a new game that we don't know what it is yet, right? And I, I say it might be a Star Wars game. We just don't know, right? Now, on top of that, I also said that... Um, oh, where was I going with this now? I just, I just forgot about it. Uh, my brain just, uh, my brain just shut off, Sarge. It's completely gone. What was I talking about? Oh, dice. Okay. So they're done. Going back to 202 when I said Zempella's taking over Dice LA, okay, I said, do you think this is going to affect Battlefield Five in the future? And sure enough, it has. Because... They got off the project. They're the ones that did the Vietnam, or I'm sorry, the um, not the Vietnam update, but the Pacific update in, in Battlefield Five, And they were the main studio that was helping Battlefield Five out. Well, they're out. They're done. June's the last thing coming up. DICE LA is not working with, with them, with Battlefield anymore. And now Battlefield's not even working on Battlefield anymore. Right? So there you go. So I was right. I was, I was one for two there. I was one for two back on 202. Um... So what does this mean? What does this mean? Where's Battlefield going? We talked about it last week on the show of Battlefield going working on a new shooter. Are they working it's, on it's Battlefield Bad Company 3? Are they, they doing... Probably did it, they probably did it on purpose. There was so much bad publicity around Battlefield 5. They forget, they're going to drop out for a little while so people forget. The other guy who said was working... Who, who was the other guy who said he was working on his own game for a shooter? He'll take up the reins and do a and do a, a modern shooter. Well, Zampella's working on another... Yeah, uh, that'll, that'll be the fill-in for Battlefield. No, because that, that well, Call of Duty has free reign now. Well, there's a new battlefield. Not be any competition. There's a new battlefield coming out. I think this this year. I think there's a new battlefield coming out. Battlefield or Battlefront? Battlefield coming out this year. For real? Last, yeah, the last one came out in 2017. Okay. Yeah. So what's this one going to be? I, well, that's why I don't know. It could be Bad Company. It could be Modern Warfare. It could be I don't know. It could be a new shooter. We don't know. I hope they don't go future future. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. But yeah, that's uh. It's kind of a big big news, right? Because they're not they're not doing it anymore. Let me bring up uh I'm like burping up here. Uh let me see. We got another Where did he send this? Oh, there it is. What else? Um I think that's it for that. Let me go to what other stories we have. Oh, here's another big blockbuster coming out on Game Pass. Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass. Red Dead Redemption 2 is going to be announced to come to Game Pass on May 7th, I believe. All right, so Rockstar has done it again. Xbox has done it again. Why go buy? Why go buy Red Dead Redemption 2? It's a year and a half old. Okay, it's a year and a half. I can't believe it's a year and a half old, but it is. It's a year and a half old. Why are you going to go out and pay $60 for it when you can go buy it right now on Game Pass, pay 10 bucks, play Red Dead Redemption 2, Get hooked on it, and then when they take it off of Game Pass six months from now, okay, you're like, oh man, I have an online character I can't play anymore. Uh, cha-ching, and then you buy Red Dead Redemption Two, right? 
Meanwhile, Xbox has already got your money for the last six months because you've been playing a game that you could just buy for 60 bucks, play online for free, right? Well, you still have to pay gold, right, to play to play on Xbox. But now that it's on Xbox Game Pass, again, it's a, it's no fucking brainer, man. Like, if, you're, if, if you have $10 in your pocket a month, like, if you have a job or you have allowance or you steal from your parents for 10 bucks a month, literally, well, you don't want to steal because you still have to get your parents to buy you Game Pass and put it underneath their name. But Game Pass is $10. It's insane, right? $15 gets you the Ultimate Edition one. And this is, going back to Lockhart, I think that's their sweet spot, man. I think I think Xbox Lockhart is the sweet spot digital Game Pass solution for everybody, right? They'll, they'll throw in like three months. They'll throw in three months for free. You got Grand Theft Auto Five and now Red Redemption 2 on Game Pass. Those two games alone is worth well, well over $10, okay? Well, well over $10. I like how Brain can use stuff in the chat. And we're not even live right now. We're not even live right now, and he can still do things in the chat. I love it. All right, so, yeah, May 7th, Red Dead Redemption 2 will be coming out on uh, Xbox Game Pass. Uh, in other news, this is a short episode. We're, well, we're about 15 minutes. we got about 15 more minutes. Well, we, could, we could fill it. We could fill it. GameStop <laughs> is reopening some of the stores despite the co- coronavirus pandemic. GameStop announced that it'll be reopening some stores globally despite the health concerns surrounding the coronavirus and making pay cuts. Imagine that, Sarge. Who, who predicted pay cuts and closing of other stores so they could re-renovate their other stores to make them into the, the new uh, germophobic places to go play video games? GameStop initially remains uh, open during the coronavirus pandemic, citing itself as an essential business. They moved it uh, result to uh, some negative feedback from numerous co- uh, corners of the internet. Uh, with many citing the move as a greedy, ignorant, among many other things. Now GameStop revealed that it's reopening stores in Italy, Germany, Austria, and the states of South Carolina and Georgia, but stated that it's also preparing to potentially reopen in other countries and states in the near future. Uh, at one point, GameStop employees were instructed to use bags as gloves while helping customers with curbside pickup and move them was met with even more negative feedback, and the situation has been frustrating to as many, though, would believe that the GameStop completely shuts down, the pandemic is likely won't open back up again. However, it's not entirely clear if that it would actually be the case. Early on, reports GameStop employees not receiving essential cleaning supplies broke raising concerns among many of the stores encouraged shoppers to touch the products on the shelf before purchasing them. It's been a PR disaster in the company thus far as it chooses to shut down possibly the face permanent closures or remain open and put the employees and customers at risk in catching COVID-19. Here's what I think real fast, and I'll, I'll get you in a second. I think after this, they're going to reopen. It's going to fail because no one's going to go there. All right. Come come the holiday season, they're done. Okay. They'll have like maybe. The last big hurrah. They'll maybe have 50 stores combined in the United States where they had like thousands. Okay. Now they have hundreds. Well, it's a slow, like what we said, it's a slow bleed. Yeah. Slow yeah. bleed. They're, they're, by the way, by the way, they're, they're still they're still flush with cash. They've got $750 million in the bank. So it's not the fact that they're dead broke and going out of business. They're just, nobody's going to their stores anymore, so they're slowly bleeding to death. They should have sold when they had the chance, but no one bought it. No one no one wanted to buy it for the price they were. They no were... one wants to buy a dying business. Yeah. Who, did someone want to buy Blockbuster before they went out? No. No. 
Uh, let's see. Already got that one. Uh, Flight Simulator. The last story that I got is that Warframe might be, it's rumored, Warframe could be getting a mobile release. Warframe has founded success on mobile platforms, and now developer Digital Extremes is considering adding mobile to that list. Now, since the first launch of 2013, the free-to-play shooter Warframe has steadily expanded the number of platforms it's available on. At the stopping anytime soon, not only is Warframe getting on PS5 and the Xbox X uh, uh, ports, it now looks like it's beginning a mobile version as well. Um, the wholly limited company, partner company of Warframe developer Digital Extremes, recently released its latest annual report. Much of the 210-page report details how, uh, how the game has fared in the past year and that it plans are in the future, and the statement from uh, you, Yoran, suggests that the mobile version is being considered. I have spoken publicly to occasion about the group's strategy in transforming successful PC or console games into mobile versions. The statement reads, uh, goes on to state that the technology company Digital Extremes focus remain on PC and console games and still intends to find ways to integrate and prove successful products towards uh, tapping into a vast revenue potential of mass mobile gaming market offers. It's not necessary confirmation of the mobile version of Warframe yet is in works, but it seems that the digital extremes are definitely considering it, which is success of other popular free-to-play games like Fortnite and PUBG have found on mobile. It also makes sense that they would look into it whether the mobile port ends up happening, though only time will tell. I mean, even if they make a mobile account, they're not going to get much traction in the United States, but that Asian market, man, that, that European market with the Asian market, holy Christ. They love their mobile games, and if they can just jump on that, I hope they do because Digital Extremes is a good company as far as they're a small company. They're making a good game. Warframe is a good game. In my opinion, I think Warframe is a better game than Destiny. It's just not mainstream like Destiny. Um, I think if Warframe could get that potential boost, I mean, look, Bungie's trying to get the mobile market. That's why they they have they, they signed a deal with, with NetEase, right? That's why they're doing a $100 million deal with NetEase to make a mobile game. Whatever that game is. I hope it's not Destiny. Okay. But Digital Extremes sees it. They they they're like, well, we should we should do a mobile platform of this of this game. It's a very successful game. They constantly update it. They're constantly doing stuff. I personally think it has a good grind factor. It, for me in, in general, I just don't play the game a lot because there's just so many games that I want to play. I'm not a one-game type of guy. I just can't play and sit there, even if it's the best game in the world. Like, Red Dead Redemption 2, I played the shit out of for like three weeks straight, and then I was done, right? I don't want to play the same game for a year or two years or five years. Now, going back to Battlefield, when we used to we used to play Battlefield back in the day, yes, I played that every day for years, but it's only like two hours a day, three hours a day. I'm not fucking doing a full-time job like everyone's doing with Destiny eight hours a day seven days a week, 365 a year. You know what I mean? And they're like, oh, there's no content. No, there's just no content because there's no reason to do it. At least in Battlefield, there was no reason to play except for playing with your friends and, and, and the the conquest of doing the actual objectives is the game. So every and, day, and, and, the, and the hilarity that ensues yeah. while trying to take objectives. Right. So I think Warframe, I think if they went mobile, I think, hey, more power to you. If you can get that mobile market to in, influx of money into your company... So you can make better stuff, hire more people to do more more content. Fantastic, right? So hopefully Warframe gets to a them. point. Right. Well, the, the company Warframe. Let's put, it, let's put it this way: 
if the average if the average consumer was more educated about their finance and how products work, most of these game companies would be out of business. I don't think digital extremes though would because not all of them. I said most. No, no. What I'm saying though is digital extreme is not a money grubbing company. I know they're a company, and all companies are bad. But they actually no, no, no companies are bad. They, they all ha- companies run by corp. They're 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 run by the corporate they, mentality. The, it's they, not about it's not about love and passion. It's about dollar. But they actually went back. They saw a guy was spending way too much money. I forget what it was in Warframe. There's an obscene amount of money, right? And he and they refunded him back and said, "We don't want this happening. We don't want you to sit there and just keep spending money to try to get something. They want you to play the game and get it." So they they changed it. They're like, this is disgusting. We don't want this. They want you to pay for it, obviously, like for little things, but they don't want you to sit there as a slot machine simulator to try to get something, right? And they changed it. They're like, we don't, we don't, we don't agree with that. We we made it we made a bad choice. We didn't realize that someone was going to abuse it like that. So we're gonna change it so that doesn't happen again. Now, do you think Activision would do that? No, Activision would double down. Do you think EA would do that? No, they'd be like, Yeah, yeah, fuck it, uh, fucking they don't care. But there are EA, companies. EA is sending lobbyists to defend that loot boxes are now surprise mechanics. Believe me, we know. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully Digital Extremes stays like they are. I can see Digital Extremes. They're just holding out until they make their 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 cash, like Fortnite or like CD Projekt Red or like Grand Theft Auto. They're just waiting for that moment of success where they can just explode a little bit, right? And and but they're a good company. You know why? Because they're they're Canadian. Right, that that's why they're they're good. They're just good, wholesome people. <laughs> right, the morality the morality of the Great White North is is showing the way how games should be made. I well, if you think about it, most of the game companies. I mean, Rockstar's here in the United States, but Digital Extremes is a good company. CD Projekt Red's a good company. Okay, and CD Projekt Red's in Sweden or Denmark, whatever it is. No, uh, CD Projekt Red, I believe, is in Poland. Poland, that's what it is. Sorry. Yes. Yes. Right, they're in Poland, and and these guys are in Canada, right? So it's just people outside the states are less greedy than. than... It's not less greedy. It's the morality. They have morality for what it is they do want to do, the passion behind it, and the willingness to sacrifice for what they believe in order to make, in order to sell sell their product as as intended, right? As intended. as opposed to trying to just milk whatever you can out of a product. Right, because CD Projekt Red said, like, look, we're going to have... Because, how many game companies do you know over the years try to make a game and don't make it? They, there's not a lot of talk about how many attempts that people make and fail. Right. Everybody only knows about the successes. Making a video game is very difficult. The processes needed to put everyone to, that we many people this together... Bungie. We know this No, no, we just know that in general, right? <laughs> just Bungie wants to admit it more than other people. So for us... I, I want things that are this cool to be difficult because you want the best people doing it. You don't want any retarded guy putting a group of people together, doing a Kickstarter, stealing some money, saying, oops, we didn't do it, pocket the money and run. Okay? You want the best people possible. The problem that I have, and I've discussed it before, is we've reached a point now where the pie, the number of people who play video games is so high that anybody can throw their hat into the ring, go for it, make a chunk of change, fail, and just get out. Right. Okay? That's the issue. Because there's so much potential money to be made in the gaming market. Okay? It used to be, we're going to put our balls on the line, we've got to succeed, we've got to get this right. And those are the ones that failed and then came back and then won. Now, it's up in the air. Half-ass, unfinished, 
beta testing, micro intensive, loot box filled. Like there's this whole categorization of like games and how they are now. It's like it's not just hey we're making a game. Hey this is the game. Hey we're done with the game. We're gonna sell you the game. Those days are over. Right. Right. Those days are over. I ha- I need a flow chart and 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 a and a, a masters in economics and accounting in order to figure out what these fucking guys are trying to sell me. It's true. Okay. It's different now. Oh, you know what I forgot to say? Uh, I, I want to talk about the gear in destiny too. You know how they can't figure out because everyone gets everything now. Like everyone gets everything. It doesn't matter who you are. Even fallout. You mean the trophy for everybody? You yeah. mean division doesn't do that. Like you have to go get the gun in division. Not everyone gets the gun, right? Even fallout's doing this now. Fallout has actually got their shit together where they have, an end game, okay? And there's an end game, and you get new currency, which is called the bullion, okay? Which is really hard to get, and you can farm it. But then you get legendary weapons and, and, and schematics that you get that you can't get and you can't trade. Everyone's like, well, can you trade these for people? No. The only way you can get these guns and, and products is by grinding the end game factor to get the bullion to get the gear that you want. So when you have it, People look at you and go, oh, shit, he did that, right? He That's, has no life. Right? Right. Right. You look at that. Right? He has no life. I got it. Right. Where Remember, that's the way Destiny started. Destiny started and said, when you see the guy in the tower, you're going to look legendary, right? And now you don't look legendary. You look like a, a whole... Uh, you look like everybody else. Right. You just look or like... Whoever, or whoever spent $25 to get that thing in the, in the shop. Exactly. <laughs> right? That guy spent $25. Before you went... Wow, that guy did the bolt of glass. Wow, that guy did the nightfall by himself with the flaming head. Now you look at him and go, that guy spent $25. That guy spent right. $35. Right. <laughs> so that's another good thing that I wanted to bring up with Fallout. They actually have an endgame now, and there's actually points and reasons to do the endgame stuff uh, in that. in that. They actually said if you actually do to all the factions on the Raiders and the settlement side to get all the stuff that each one has, it would take you 41 weeks if you grind every day. 41 weeks to get all the stuff that they provide for you. In, I just, in the game. I just don't like the way the discussion, the discussion for video games over time has been that nobody likes the grind when that's all you ever that's, did that's in point. any game ever. Yeah. Any game, any game, used to be. Finding out how to grind to get the stuff that you wanted. And now everybody wants everything immediately. Times right. have changed, man. Times have changed. You want to know why there's no content? They, it's very simple. The reason why there's no content, even though the games look more amazing now than ever before, I get that. But the reason why there's no content is because it takes longer longer to make the content because of the graphic intensity and mechanics involved in making games nowadays. I don't think they have. I don't think they have the tools currently right now that helps them speed up the process on how to make the world. I think there's a few companies that do, but most of them don't. They're still doing it the traditional way. And so it takes time to build the world, okay? And what happens now is when the world is built and you give me something to do in it, the minute that I'm not instantly gratified, I find a way to circumvent the game as intended to speed through it. And then you're mad there's no content. Well, we're sorry that there's no content, but I am not sorry that you're an impatient, sorry. impetuous child that wants everything given to them. And so when you have it all, you're upset that you have it all. Right. Right. I'm upset. Sorry, I'm... not sorry. Right. Sorry, not sorry. I'm upset because I did everything in the amount of time. Right. Yeah. I, 
I like the fact that the way Division is, that if I'm a casual player and I only play Division two hours a day, or I'm sorry, two hours a week, I can come into Division and go, what am I doing today? I want that backpack. I want a chance to get the backpack. I want a chance to get the shotgun. What can I do? Boom, you, 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 you hit up on the D-pad or whatever on the keyboard, and you're like, okay, shotguns are here, backpack is over here, and you might not get the roll that you want, but you'll probably get the gear that you want, a, a version of it. It might be a shitty roll or whatever, but you're like, you know what? I did what I had to do in the hour or two hours I had this week. I feel accomplished. I went for this gun. I got this gun. I got a roll of this gun. Maybe you got your, your thing. And then you come back another time. You go, what do I need to level up now? Oh, well, I need uh, I need uh, a, a new backpack and new, new knee pads. Where do I go? Knee pads and, and backpack area. You go do the backpack. You go do the knee pads. And you're good. You're good. Other games could learn a lot from this. Anthem could learn a lot from this. Destiny could learn a lot from this. Literally, Fallout's doing the correct thing. Fallout, you go, where can I get this? Oh, you gotta go do that mission. Go do that mission, get that plans for that thing. Go to over here, you get a drop of that gun. So, you can actually go farm legendary gear from certain places, from certain bosses. I just, I just, it boggles my mind a lot of game companies don't know how to farm. Hopefully, when the Avengers comes out, they do it right. Hopefully, it's not an anthem. And it's more like it's got a, destiny a written all over it, bro. I I hope in just visuals. <laughs> I the way the, way the UI looked, the way the way the UI looked, it looks it, it's destiny. And here's the here's the worst part. There's probably a bunch of guys got together, got some funding, said we're gonna make a game like Destiny. We can make just as much money as Destiny. And they said great. And even though Destiny's in the in the in the up and down shithole awesomeness wave that it's always in, Avengers failing like Destiny would still make them millions. Yes, that's what I said. That's 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 the that's the issue. But I also, you can fail. You can make it that you can make a destiny fail and still make millions. I that's why I said if 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 Anth, uh, if uh, if Anthem if Marvel Avengers comes out, and it's exactly like Destiny. Exactly, I'm talking exactly like Destiny. I would enjoy it more just because I know it's new. The well, it's new and the, it's got the new car smell. It's a, it's a it's a new dancer. It's a new stripper. It's a new club, right? It's a new, <laughs> right? it's a new we're in a new club, <laughs> right? But but the actual game itself, I know the lore. I know the characters. I already feel more attached to the Marvel Avengers game than I do with anything in Destiny that I've been playing for six years. And that right there is what Marvel Avengers has going for it. 80 years of story. 80 years of people loving Marvel. Okay? That's what they have going for them. Destiny's six years. Marvel can piss on Destiny if they do it correctly. Yes, but they, they, it's six years, but you don't want to tell a story. That's what I'm saying. You you don't you don't want to just elaborate and just I, go into stuff. That's all. I don't care if my warlock dies. I don't care if my titan dies. I don't care if my exo, my hunter dies. I'm not attached to them. I'm attached to them because I have time into them, but I'm not attached to them as far as the story goes. Sometimes when the cutscene happens, I'm like, who is that? Oh, that's me. Like, I don't even know what I look like underneath my helmet. Right, there's because right, you just keep changing stuff. You don't know. Right, you don't care. Okay, I know who Iron Man is. I know who Tony Stark is. Right, I know who Spider Man is. I know who Ant Man is. I know who Hulk is. I know who Bruce Banner is. I know his story. I know how his struggles are. I know all this stuff before they even give me one frame of playing. I already know the establishment of the character. Okay, which I know nothing. I know nothing of my character. Oh, it's your RPG. What is your story? You, you, you are a guy that came that brought back to life in order to defend humanity. Great. 
as is everyone else, right? As the million point two people, everyone's the same. Everyone's coming back to protect the planet, to get the same guns, to get the same things, to get the same loot, to get the same stuff. Uh, just so fucking mundane. And that's where we'll end episode 213 is in the can. I do appreciate you guys coming out listening. If you're listening to it on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Anchor.fm, please share, like, and subscribe. If you want to help this podcast out in any way, shape, or form, head on over to Anchor.fm, Generation X Gaming. As little as 99 cents a month, you can help us out. And it goes towards the technical difficulties, the microphones, the audio, the headphones, everything else that we need to give you a better experience on the audio formats, on the video formats. I do appreciate you guys coming out. Make sure you listen to Sarge, or talk to Sarge over on Twitter at Sarge McCluskey. Make sure you listen to me over on... Talk to me over on Twitter at 30 and Still Gaming. Make sure you listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Anchor.fm, and many, many other podcast platforms. Just search for Generation X Gaming in Google, and I guarantee you we're going to pop up at the very top. Okay, Generation X Gaming podcast. We've done 213 episodes. I do appreciate you very much. See you on the next one. Thanks very much. Take care, guys. Two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.